I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Live commentaries and podcasts. This is Rebel Yell from the WFC Supporters Association. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Episode one of a brand new season, one that we hope we can fulfil until the end. Um, We're back. Rebel Yell is back. Uh, A little bit different this season because Spencer's back as well. Spencer Webb from the Sports Association. How are you doing, mate? Good to have you back on with us. All good, mate. All good. All good. Looking forward to this season. I know we were dragging you kicking and screaming when uh, we said you should come back on and do some. So uh, it's nice to see you turn up. Annie was actually talking before we went on air about the next episode. So I think Pete, we've, we've nailed him down for two, haven't we? Pete Vale back, back again, uh, lead commentator on RebelYell.Live. Pete, how are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. And uh, a bit of um, good news for you this season. Looks like you're actually going to have a proper commentary booth at Woodside Road, aren't you? Yeah, that'd be nice. I'm looking forward to that. Somewhere to actually rest the laptop instead of on a folding chair. Yeah, and it's obviously this has been achieved by a really kind generosity of our sponsors, MK Window Cleaning and Nature's Health Box, who have supported us again throughout a pandemic. And it really does mean a lot, guys and girls. So uh, thank you for your continued support of the podcast. Um, but should we get down to the fun stuff? Because we're actually about to kick off a season tomorrow when this pops out on the Friday before the first game against Pete. Who are we playing? So I don't get you ripping me for the way I pronounce it. Folkestone. Folkestone. There we go. Um, exciting times, gents. It feels like it's been a long time coming. It's been forever, yeah. hasn't it? I mean, Spencer, <laughs> when was the last competitive game that you had that you remember? Because I know Pete and mine was the uh, Sussex Cup at, East, at, at Three Bridges, which we lost. What was uh, yeah. What was your one? Can oh, you remember? Mine, like, yeah, Lewis away. So Lewis pretty away. much almost a year ago. I know, it's crazy to think that, pretty isn't it? Pretty much almost a year ago. And... Uh, yeah, been missing it big time. But you know, know, been enjoying the been enjoying the preseasons, some really good performances in there. 
Yeah, I think one of those things with the pre-seasons is we're not, um, we've all said we don't really enjoy pre-seasons, but because of the lack of football at Worthing over the past few months, I think this season we've actually really enjoyed them. Yeah, it's football. It is football Football for real, not not, not on a TV. Good quality as well. It has been really good quality because we've had some amazing, amazing results. Um, We'll touch on them later, but um, there's been a few new additions to the club this summer and some that from pre-season are very exciting we'll start with Will Seeger who we'll, we, we're speaking to later in the podcast but from what I've seen of Will he's been really good Pete you're impressed by him aren't you yeah um, he can he can play in centre of defence and he can also uh, play as a defensive midfielder and I thought he looked um, pretty impressive against uh, Lance the other, um, on Saturday just gone so yeah looking forward to seeing more of him Spence what have you thought of uh, Will yeah. and what you've seen of him no, it's really good, solid player. Gives us that flexibility, as Pete says. You know, can play in centre half, can play at defensive midfield. You know, sitting sitting in alongside Marv on Saturday at points, and uh, you know that that looked really solid, really solid. I had to. I wonder what I wonder what you said there. <laughs> I, I did. I thought. Did he just say that? <laughs> We've got our first naughty word this season, nearly. Before, and it hasn't even got Kev on the line, have we? <laughs> <laughs> The bleep trigger would be even worse with that. But uh, he did say sitting, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's quite, I, I think it was quite funny when, um, you know, we he, he appeared out of nowhere, didn't he, in, uh, in exclamation marks? Because uh, we've never seen him play uh, as a trialist or anything, did we, for the club? No, but I, I'd seen a quote previously from him saying, you know, he was the best defender that he saw in the league. Yeah, no, last no, season. I, so, I think uh, he was one of the yeah. ones that can add. Yeah, well, obviously, we, we're interviewing him, so... You know, he talks about, um, obviously, he came from Leverhead. So, he, he, you know, he touches on that because he'd been there since he was a since since he was a young lad, basically. So Yeah, must have been quite a big move and a bit of a shock to the system, like completely changing clubs. Oh, definitely. But he's come to the better club. No no disrespect for Leverhead, good team. But, uh, <laughs> and, you know. He's, he's fitted straight in as well by the looks of things. I think that's yeah, the same with yeah. players. Yeah, and Leverhead are the only team that beat us in the league last season, so... Yeah, the one of one of only what was it? Ten games we played and one loss, nine wins, or was it? Was it any draws? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think there was any draws. No, so, I mean that's what twenty-seven points, just like that. <laughs> we have to chuck them in the bin again. Uh, Dean Cox, a very experienced player, kind of um, reminds me of when we signed Hammond, Dean Hammond, uh, a couple of years ago now, whatever season that was, and, and so unfortunately we never got to see him play. But you can already see him. We'll, we'll, again, we speak yeah. to him later in the podcast. Um, a great, great signing. Yeah, I was going to say Dean Hammond, the best best signing ever. Never lost a game in a Worthing shirt. Hundred <laughs> percent unbeaten record. A little bit like Sam Allardyce when he got the England job, wasn't it? Hundred yeah, percent record. Yeah, played one, won one. Yeah, that was it. Never yeah. been beaten. Well, we could kind of say Hammond uh, played the marathon for the club because we remember he ran from uh, Chelsea to um, Worthing as part of the fundraising for uh, Futures Bright campaign. Which yeah, he did. We so can already see him on the ground. Yeah, there we go. And he wore a work. Did he wear a woven shirt? No, he didn't wear a woven shirt today. It was just Hinch and uh, Stu and Cam, wasn't it? I think Cox is a brilliant addition to their team. Um, saw him Saturday. He was a bit disappointed he didn't get the ball more at times. Because uh, you and you can see the quality of corners as well. He was finding Racine's head all the time. Um, so it, I, I think from corners, because I, I do think we lack goals from corners. And obviously, it's a good opportunity to get bodies in the box. So I think uh, there's definite, definite. Um, yeah. Mileage in that getting that ball in in the box on corners accurately and creating chances. Yeah, it's that that experience. You know, you can see it. He, he's just always in space. He knows how to find space. He just creates his own space. But I think it's just going to get a little bit of getting used to because 
they're, they seem quite a bit Saturday against Lansing. Of, I don't sound critical of, of a lot of our players playing with sort of their heads down, quite focused, and think they need to play a bit more with their heads up and see. Because Jasper was the same on the other side. They were both finding a lot of width, and uh, the ball wasn't making its way up to them as, as much as it maybe could have done. But um, no, brilliant, brilliant addition to the team. Bring, you know, bringing that experience into you know what, what is a very young team. Kane Wills, um, I know there was a bit of contention when he signed because of previous in the past, but a lot of people were willing to put that behind him. But he's never going to have the, well, he's not had the chance to put on that Worthing shirt because of being recalled by Dorking through injury and defensive plays. And they've obviously got to think of themselves, which is fair enough. So will we see him at Worthing one time in the future? I, I doubt it now. I doubt, uh, very much doubt it now. Um, but like I say, any, anything could happen. We know what football's like. Um, but again, it's something that, you know, we're going to ask Adam about in, in the podcast, uh, you know, exactly what's, what's happened, uh, what happened, but, you know, I didn't see him play. So I've got, I've, I didn't see him play in his last spell. So I've no. got no, no opinion on him to no. be totally honest. No. And one, one, one person we haven't seen play at all for note. Well, it is kind of his own fault because he injured himself in the warm up. Uh, Pat Webber, <laughs> bless him. He comes back to the club. Um, in the warm up, he was going to play against three bridges from what I'm saying. He was announced, um, afternoon that early evening just before the match he was in the starting 11 and <laughs> they had to make a change at the sort of last minute um I'm not sure the extent of his injury we didn't actually get the chance to ask but I mean how long do you think he's going to be out for has anyone heard I haven't heard to be honest um but um, uh, he walked past me the other day and I didn't mean to sort of tap him on the shoulder but was he, he walking was with way. a limp no, he's just walking out the ground. So, don't really know. Again, another player I've not seen play, obviously. Um, but, you know, I think he's a, he's a left footer on the left side. Um, obviously, we've got Cameron Tutter's back up as well. So, so I don't, you know, I think Cameron Tutter's quite a decent player some, on, on yeah. his day. So, yeah, I think we'll be absolutely fine, even if he's out for a few more weeks. You know, people spoken to at the club speak very highly of him. So, um, you know, it's encouraging. It's good. I think, you know, we're, we're going to look forward to seeing that. Um, and I don't think I've missed anyone else. I know there's a few trialists um, still sort of hovering around. And Pete and I t- spoke to one of those trialists the other day and he was a very charming man and hopes to sign for Worthing. But I guess we've got to wait and see. Is there any any more I've missed out, gents, or ones that we're going to look forward to possibly seeing that you've seen? Well, we we had that um, lad come on the other day, didn't we? Um Pete's rifling for his commentary notes as we speak. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, had it, I had it right here. Uh, there we go. And Sue Janner came on the other day. He's still on trial as far as I know. Um, but, you know, he, he looks like he's quite useful. Ryan Richfond, who came back to the club. That's he, it. Yeah, he, he played it, the other yeah. day. Uh, didn't Lewis Fawn came on as well. Isn't he the 16-year-old? Highly, so. highly thought of, yes. Yeah. So, you know, and all these subs came on, and Kyle O'Brien as well. All these subs came on Saturday and they've done pretty well. Um, and if if I'm right, we didn't really uh, score until those changes were made on on Saturday. No. Yeah. So these younger players didn't take anything away from the performance no. whatsoever. That's why you don't commentate on the preseason games, Pete, isn't it? Because you got did I maybe did it last season? It was trialist, 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 trialist. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Yeah, Can't yeah. see. Yeah, and, and then somebody said, somebody put in the in the chat. Can you explain the position the trialists playing in? And you're like, well, it's about six. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know the name, so it doesn't matter if I tell you. <laughs> 
quite funny. Yeah, this, Number 14. This, yeah, yeah this, this one's a defender. This trialist is a <laughs> defensive midfielder. This trialist is a winger. No, looking forward to seeing uh, who actually ends up in the squad. I'm mean, obviously with the fluency of uh, non-league football and the level we play. You do see players coming and going all the time. We'll talk about departures later on in the podcast. But I think... Um, Without much further ado, uh, Pete and I sat down with uh, Dean Cox and Will Seeger uh, training session earlier in the week, and um, here they are now speaking exclusively live for the first time to the Red Wheel podcast. Pete, yeah, it's very good just to sit down and get to, get to, you know know them a bit more. Uh, Spencer would have been there. We weren't avoiding him. He was just out on a hot date with his missus, so uh, we'll let him <laughs> off for that one. He, he, we'll put him in a hot seat next time, won't we, Spence? Yeah. If any uh, restaurant in Worthy wants to sponsor Spencer's date night, uh, you're very welcome to roll it in here. <laughs> Give him a little 10% <laughs> off. Um, I'm, I'm happy with that. Sophia. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, guys, uh, listen and enjoy to uh, Dean and Will. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Will, welcome Hello. to Worthing. And Hello. I guess welcome to the Rebel Yell Podcast for the first time. Hopefully one of many this season, Pete, don't you think? Yeah, it'd be nice to get a few under our belt this season, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it's good to uh, welcome you to Worthing. So uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, well, you've cut, signed from Leverhead, wasn't it? So, yeah, yeah, so signed from Leverhead. Been there since I was about 17, I'd mm-hmm. say. Uh, got stuck into the first team. Didn't, didn't play too much as in the first year, but sort of progressed a bit. And then, yeah, got most of my experience in the last year. Um, so, yeah, my only experience in men's football has been at Leverhead. And then coming here, obviously, it's a... I mean, we can say what why you came to uh, Worthing, but what drew, drew you to Worthing? <laughs> not Dean Cox in the window behind, <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> if I'd have known that, I wouldn't be here, mate. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what, to you, what brought me here? Yeah, so what was it that... I mean, we know why you come here, because we, we love Worthing, but why did you come here? Obviously playing us in the season. Yeah, well, I, I think, yeah, like I said early on, the, the interest like, just in the club in general, the way I've, it's grown and progressed mm. and just seeing it, the way you play, the way it's... The way you've handled it and the way the club's going, it's it's amazing. I think, the, especially at this level, probably probably higher. This is probably the best club that I've, I've seen. Yeah. Um, just to set up the training, everything is just so everyone's on it. It's precise. Like, I just really enjoy it. It's just quality football. It's what you really want to be honest. Yeah. Really, would, yeah. would, you, would you say it's a big difference to way Leverhead have got things set up there? Or yeah, well, I, I just think yeah, the setups are probably a bit different. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, if you look at the amount of staff here and stuff and the people backing it as well, like, I loved it at Leverage. Like, all the supporters, everyone there was amazing. Yeah, it's nice um, club, yeah. Yeah, the fan base is really strong. And then coming here as well, it's just, yeah, it's just yeah. great new experience. You can taste yeah. the National South. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, saw, we saw some tweets on the Leverhead when you signed for us. Oh, really? Okay. A, a, lot of the, a lot of the fans were absolutely gutted that you, mm. that you left. How old are you now? 22. Oh, so, you, so you've been there a good while. Then. Yeah, yeah, I don't look it, but yeah, 20, getting on a bit, mate. Uh. Fan favourite. No, it must, it must have been like uh, quite a, was it a tough decision to make? Well, I think... Head and heart sort of thing, was it, I guess? Uh, yeah, yeah. definitely. I think you hit nail on the head there, yeah. yeah. So, um, all my, like I said, all my men's football has been been at Leverage. Mm. Um, played that youth level when I was younger as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's local to me. So, um, But I think, like anyone, they want to wanna sort of kick on and... For yeah. me personally, I want to just play as high as I can. And yeah. So yeah. I so I guess talking of that, I guess your ambition—it must be like the whole team is aiming for that promotion this year. That we. I think so. I think it was well deserved. Yeah. So yeah, it's well deserved. Last couple of seasons, yeah, like even last season, you were flying. I think yeah. you were. Well, we. I we, think the only game you lost is against us. Ten games, yeah. and we only lost against. Yeah. We, had, we had no defenders that game. Yeah. <laughs> that was a draw. I remember that. Having a seat, having a seat, it was the last minute, wasn't it? I think Leverage won that game. Yeah, last couple of minutes. You played in that game, didn't you? 
pretty sure, honestly, I, I can't. Think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you did. Yeah, yeah no, I no, I'm pretty sure, yeah. pretty sure I mentioned you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was commentating. I remember listening. I think I was away, wasn't I? I think he's listening to it and he's uh, he's uh, screaming in the last minute going, we conceded. But, you know, that, yeah. that hopefully we don't get a season like that again this year. Yeah. And we actually is, is, is another part of the attraction that you've seen other players from this club go up to the higher leagues? Into, yeah, I think... Into actual league football, yeah. you know, is an aspiration for yourself. Yeah, that definitely draws a lot of attention. Like, even I saw a recent post on Instagram, like, a few players have kicked on massive, like, they jump oh, yeah. in so many leagues, and it's, it's, it's good to see. Like, it's, it gives you motivation and, like, confidence. Like, yeah, this is a good club to be at. Like, yeah. there's, there's progression available. So, it just... I think everyone here backs us. Like, everyone here backs the players. So, it's just sort of down to yeah. me, personally, the players to just sort of work for it, I guess. Yeah, there's, there's so much confidence in the team. They're just watching yeah. you all out there. You know, got some such camaraderie with you. You're only playing the friendly, yeah. and it's like you've won the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, no, it is a good life. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you see it on every pre-season game we've been to. I mean, come out firing from the blocks, and you know, mm. the, the, you just see, as you say, you see them laughing, celebrating in a little five-a-side game out there, and it's great to see, and it gives us hope, doesn't it, Pete? Like for the season ahead. But um, have you enjoyed pre-season? Like, yeah, I think it's actually been enjoyable to watch. I mean, I'm gonna, I don't mind to admit it, but I normally hate pre-season because you just want an actual game, don't yeah, you? Especially yeah. with so much football we've not had over the last couple of years. But this pre-season has been really enjoyable. Yeah, I've, well, even Sunbridge, do you enjoy those games? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It sort of just. Shows the level the team's at. Yeah. I mean, I know it's pre-season, but I mean, Tunbridge, well, in both league above, yeah. doesn't matter where they ended up or whatever. They're, you know, that, the level that at least we want to be at or yeah. the club wants to be at. So it's promising. I, yeah, I think you made them look quite ordinary, to be honest, both teams. Yeah. I was stood over there and mm. I was just like... We were all shocked, yeah. weren't we? Which I was like, league. wow, this, is, this football is un- yeah. unbelievable, especially sort of first 20 minutes of both games. Yeah, the goals, some of the goals created, I was just yeah. like, all right. Well, yeah. It's a great, 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 great exhibition, I yeah. think. And it yeah. keeps the pressure off you as a defender as well when the team's going out. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, it's really Playing under front foot, so. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So you've settled in with Aaron and Alfie? Yeah, yeah, I get on well with them. Yeah, 100%. I think the style of play between Levin and football are sort of very contrasting. Mm. So, um, I like playing football. I think for me, it's just a confidence thing. Like, I don't think I'm where I should be in terms of just like confidence levels and how well I'm playing. Mm. Um, but I think as the season starts, I think hopefully I get confidence back up and actually yeah, yeah. play the level that I think I can play at. Yeah. Um, mm. So yeah. Well, obviously you've got Aaron Racine who's got bags, oh, yeah, bags of experience yeah. and I'm sure yeah. he'll, mm. he'll guide you in any way. 100% those, Alfie and Aaron both obviously more experienced both played at mm. a good level so it's definitely mm. got to soak up as much as I can from them yeah. I think and, yeah. and being part of it does it do you think we're going to go with a back three looking well, yeah I think it? even the way training set up and stuff I mean yeah, yeah it seems I, I think we're quite versatile to be fair yeah, like, definitely. even halfway for a game we can just change it and it will just work yeah. so I think I think the options are there so I think I don't think we'd have trouble playing against most teams so three at the back four mm. I think yeah so Folkestone Folkestone. 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 I can't say it properly. Yeah. Mugs me off all That's the time. Game, so he last week. The first game yeah, we'll say. First game, yeah, the first game when this goes out will be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, win. Obviously win, but what, what do you think realistic expectations? Are you are you put would, if you were a betting man, would you put a, a score prediction down? Oh, <laughs> it's mean, hard to say because obviously we've been away from football for so long, you don't know so what the other teams have been like and exactly, you know, yeah. well last season we've beaten two nil. Two nil. And the season before that at their place, first game of the season, because yeah. it's the third time so in a row. Third time in a row. Yeah. The season before, they beat oh. us one 0 Yeah, if I remember yeah. rightly. So I think I think we need to. But we should have won that game because old doors had a few, few one on ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I. 
headed goal winner from you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd love it. Yeah, obviously, I'd, I'd love to play yeah. it. And yeah. um, but I think from from my perspective, a clean sheet would be nice as well. Yeah, yeah uh, that's what Hinch has been sort of saying from the get go. Like you want to score as many goals, but also we don't want to concede. Mm. We want to concede as little goals as possible. Yeah. So um, I think yeah. I mean. There's no, there's no doubt we'll get back to goals. You've seen pre-season oh, yeah. how many goals have been created. If you can like continue that. that throughout the season, I think it'll be a very happy fan base. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I mean, of course, I'm going to say going to win. Yeah. We've got to have the confidence. Yeah. I think team's good enough. So yeah. bags of confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Come out the starting blocks. Few goals in the first five minutes yeah. or so. That'll be happy. Yeah. Happy we? days, mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for uh, speaking to us. No, and, I appreciate uh, that. Thank you. And uh, we look forward to season. Yeah. And, and, and you're the first player of the season to do this. So. Yeah. No pressure, mate. So, yeah. so he's, a, he's the first of 20, 21, 22. So there you go. Yeah. Cheers, <laughs> mate. Thank you very much. Awesome, thank, you. thank you. This is the Rebel Yell podcast. Dean, welcome to Worthing and Woodside and to Rebel Yell the podcast. It's our first one of the season. How's it been so far? Your Worthing story. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, as soon as I've signed, I knew Hinch, obviously, played with him at Brighton, yeah. so um, no introductions really needed. Uh, yeah. No, full well, you know, what he's fantastic coach, manager, and uh, obviously there's been great things here. Obviously, COVID yeah. spoiled it for, for what they, yeah. sh- they, they should have got promoted, but um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. It's a cracking group of lads, yeah. great, great standard, and uh, looking forward to getting going, to be honest. Yeah. So, when you knew Hinch was sort of, I'd say, sniffing around, is sort of the way we, yeah. we, we straight away we were like, Definitely, yeah, no brainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a no brainer. Yeah. Uh, relocated. I live in Lansing, um, okay. so that obviously helped too. But um, I mean, even if I hadn't moved, I was I was yeah. set when he spoke to me. He wanted me to come in, use my experience, help the younger lads, and yeah. uh, hopefully that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Was it was it going on for quite a while? The negotiations. Uh, it didn't really it? take long. No, yeah. I, I knew the initial. T- he, he was interested, and um, yeah, like I said, I, I was respectful to Eastbourne and made my feelings quite clear as soon as I knew. And uh, yeah, it was pretty straightforward from then. Pre-season so far, how, how have you enjoyed it? Because from watching from the touchline, the team just seemed to, <laughs> you yeah. seem to have slotted in so well. Yeah. And just, I know it's not the full, whatever the layup's going to be, it's been trialists and everything like that. Yeah, but yeah. that team, like against teams like Welling, teams like, uh, who was there, Tom, like, Tom Tombridge Angels, yeah, yeah. to beat them, convince you as you did, it must be such a good feeling to go into that first game of the season. Yeah, I think it breeds confidence. Winning any games, yeah. but like you, like you say, stating that a higher level yeah. calibre of teams in the league above to, to, to win emphatically and you know, with no disrespect to them, I thought we passed both both teams off the pitch. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's all well and good passing it, but we, we, we've got the finishing at the end and we want to win games. And you know, I, I've watched Worthing for, for probably three years previous to coming and they've always played this way. Hinch has the philosophy that, and the lads stick to it. And, uh, you know, he's got everyone tuned in. You know, if people aren't, you know, at the level, then there's other people to come in and replace, you know, competition for places. And it'll only breed confidence winning games. And like you said, we've, we've been on fire at the moment and it's just maintaining those standards and taking it into the league. I think we've seen throughout the pre-season though, is like obviously they make changes throughout the game. And even the players that will be fighting for the position, they change them sort of three quarter, a third of the way through the match, two thirds of the way through, and they come on and still perform so well and they keep up that level and maintain. So I guess it's good for you all to then sort of competition for places will keep you fresh. And Yeah, like I said, I think, you know, there's no one giving the shirt at the minute. We're all yeah. fighting for, for that starting place yeah. against Folkestone away. So uh, we've all been grafting hard and, and like I said, everyone's worked, you know, tirelessly to be honest from, 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 the, from the minute go. And uh, like I said, we're all, we're all itching to go. The squad's a strong, strong squad, and it's going to need to be. There's a lot of games, there's a lot of Saturday, Tuesday games, and there's going to be injuries, suspensions, and we've got to be ready for it. And uh, I'm sure we will, and uh, hopefully we can be up there come the end of the season. 
So with um, coming, coming into the scene, um, obviously you've got an older, wiser head, been, been around for a while. Um, is, is anyone in that squad quite impressed you as a young, because we've got quite a few young players. Is there anyone you would say is like... I can't pick one, there's no. too many. <laughs> there's too many, I mean, obviously there's, there's Ricky, there's Jesse. I mean, we, we could go on, Aaron's seen at the back, and Joel Colburn is... Aaron's uh, getting quite old now, though. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> still to, to play at the level he plays, he's so calm, he's a calming influence on the team. You've obviously got Buddy with his experience, and the, the boys really look up to him, and he, he, he nurtures them. It, it, it's just a fantastic group. I, I think pre-season, though, Ollie Pierce has been fantastic with oh, his yes, goals. Yeah. He's uh, any sort of half a chance that they're finding the goal, and to do that early pre-season is always a nice... Nice thing to see for, yeah. for, for the rest of the lads. It breeds confidence. You want to get him the ball. Yeah. Uh, get him on the ball and hopefully you know, he can get 15 to 20 goals and propel us hopefully to, to the top of the league and get promoted if possible. Yeah, so we've got two, two friendlies left there, haven't we? Yep. Um, is it, are there players like, I've added a few these friendlies now, we just want to get on Chomping at the bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. For, for me, yeah, definitely, yeah. I think, you, you, obviously, the, the games are needed for fitness, but... You are, you've got one sort of eye on, on Folkestone and you, you really want to get it going. You know, I've, I've seen that we've sold the away coach out already, fans are ready, we're ready, we just want to get going. It's been a long time you know, without competitive, yeah. proper football with fans in a league, in a league game. Obviously, we've had them uh, for a bit for, for pre-season, but yeah, come Folkestone, that's the real stuff and that's where you know, we'll be, well, like I said, really I'm itching to go, yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, sort of, um, with, with the COVID, which you sort of mentioned, because obviously it curtailed our leagues and stopped us being promoted, um, how, did, how did it affect you as a footballer? Because obviously, you know, you're used to playing week in, week out, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, I mean, obviously for us, we, we obviously continued. That was the, We were quite lucky at Eastbourne. We, we stopped for a little bit, but obviously the uh, government managed, managed yeah. to fund us. So we were lucky, but... That even the spell that that we had was two to three months was was hell if I'm honest. Right. Uh, it's all I've ever known. Uh, play football and I'm, I'm I'm not looking forward to the day I've got to retire because um, I don't think the missus is either because <laughs> she, she wanted to beat me out of the house. But yeah, no. It, it, it Sounds was like, like well, we're allowed to watch football <laughs> yeah, on a Saturday yeah, for different just, reasons. It's yeah. a nice release, isn't it? You know, yeah. you, you come out you're with the lads. It's not just the football. It's the banner, the camaraderie, and you know the fans, and we come and have a drink. It's a social. You know, it's been missed, and I think you know it's been such a, an uplift with, with with fans being here. Because let's be honest, football without fans is 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 just not football, is it? Yeah. So right. we we can't wait to go, and it's been great to have such. Great, I mean, we've had great support mm. pre-season games on a Tuesday night, five hundred yeah. people, fans. yeah, absolutely unbelievable. That is so. Like I said, I think everyone's itching, fans included, just want to get going and just enjoy it. You know. I think it's been the longest pre-season of my life because mm. like, yeah. it feels like we started like before you came to the club we did that pre-season or post-season friendly against East Preston Yeah, and it was like oh, how long have we got to wait now and it's yeah. like when you see the fixtures release it's like finally we get into that first game yeah of course and um, I mean what, what's obviously the ambition for everyone in the club's going to be promotion yeah um, I take it what's your ambition for the season <laughs> listen it, it, forget me it's about the team it's about Worthing Football Club and mm -hmm. they want to get promoted but obviously for myself play as much as I can, you know, I pride myself on goals and assists, I look, look, uh, hope to bring that to the team, but, you know, the ultimate gain is, is just to come here, enjoy it, and, and we want to get promoted, because the club's ready, I mean, we're in the bar now, it's fantastic, the facilities are great, the pitch has been relayed, it's ready, so yeah. it's, it, it, it's a bit of pressure for Hinch and the boys, because 
we need to deliver and, and that's what we're, we're, we're going to look to do. Were you surprised coming in how well the team have gelled or did, we, did you ex- fully expect that or have you sort of, has it taken you even more by surprise? Yeah. Well, I, well, I, I think I've, I've watched loads of games yeah. and I, I, I've, I've admired from afar but to actually play in it, completely different, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. The, the, um, the philosophy, the way we play, the movement, the timing, the possession, the create chances, everyone knows what they're doing, they're well drilled, you know, there's no excuses on, you're not, you don't know what you're doing, Hinch has drilled in from day one, you know, what he expects yeah. of everyone, um, we'll be hard, hard working, but again, when we're on the ball, we're going to look to, you know, pass it, create things, excite the crowd and, and hopefully bring that all together and, and we want to get promoted and hopefully we do. So we're going to hopefully start that promotion journey tomorrow against uh, Folkestone. I asked Will, got to ask you, what's your score prediction? Obviously a win, I hope. But yeah, what do you reckon? I'd like to Are you going to so. go and do an actual score? Are you going to say? Uh, I think it'd be a good game. I think yeah. they're, they're strong. I've played them before, so they're a strong outfit. I think they tried to play as well. It'd be, it'd be a good game. I'd love us to win. I wouldn't be disappointed with a draw, but if you're going to put me on the spot, I would say we may just nick it 2-1. Yeah. Yeah. Goal from you to win it. That'd be fantastic. That'd be a oh, that'd be debut, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be a full, yeah. full debut Jumping and a goal. Crowds, yeah. Oh, I'll get one from you and one from Will, and we'll be happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'll be that Red Wheel Yeah, luck, do this every week. Yeah, 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 we'll do it. We'll, just have to, we'll be busy guys yeah. throughout the uh, season. Then. Have you ever played against Bogner? Yeah. You have? Yeah, yeah. You're looking forward to that. We've got them I know it's a, it's a big game. Yeah, I was here. Was it here or their play? It might have been their place at Boxing Day, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't think we had a game, and I went. I was in the crowd yeah. in the Worthing end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Ollie Pierce score a winner? Or I know he scored. Oh, a oh no, it was New Year's Day, wasn't New it? New Year's yeah. Day. Yeah, three yeah. 0 It was. That yeah, that's nil. right. Yeah, I was there. Amazing. Yeah. I was there. So um, you see the atmosphere firsthand. I yeah, mean, I think it's going to be. It's the one that everyone yeah. looks out for, isn't it? So and I do think if that that is what sort of when we did that, I think that's what sort of catapulted us to sort of start this process. It was amazing. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, listen any game, but I know. The, the, the more local ones are Lewis you know they've, they've yeah. recruited well and they've recruited well so yeah. that'll be another yeah. big inside they're the ones we look out for yeah yeah, yeah the Sussex ones we want to win yeah because yeah. well, uh, uh, Cray manager's gone to Lewis now hasn't he of course it? and obviously they're up there challenging us two seasons ago so yeah be a big game yeah, uh, yeah. they never had us do look stronger than they yeah. did last season so well, we'll see what happens Dean, well, uh, thanks for joining us on the first one. Uh, good luck for the season. And, thanks, uh, mate. We'll see you throughout. Yeah, and, of course, um, yeah. Yeah, good luck. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Great to hear from Dean Cox and Will Seeger there, uh, two new additions to the club. Pete, it was a pleasure and, you know, really taken by how professional they were. And obviously Dino's had been a professional footballer. He's had media training, but, you know, for someone so young in Will, you know, how confident and uh, how well he answered his questions. It was great to see. Yeah, definitely. One thing I've, I picked up on from him was the uh, when, he, when he said he, he, he just needs to build, build his confidence, which I think... Adam and Nathan and the coaching staff, it's something that they'll certainly work on. But, you know, he's already a good player, so a bit of confidence, mm. he'll be unbelievable. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we talked about arrivals. No, I think it, we've got to talk about departures. And whilst some are still not set in stone once we, um, while we're recording, Deshaun Golding, it's quite ironic, really. Someone pointed out on the chat the other day that the two people that modelled the kit for the adverts are two of the people that are probably departing the club this summer. So they're going to have to get them reshot for the Kappa adverts for the new kit. But Deshaun's been on trial in Dover um, and no one's quite sure whether he'll be coming back yet. He, I think he played in a friendly this past weekend for the last time. Any news on that front, guys, that you've heard? No, nothing at all. Uh, but at the same time, I don't, I don't think... Uh... I don't think he'll be back personally. No. That's my personal opinion. No. Well, despite what's gone on, you know, with Dover the past season, I think you know he's in a club, a league above. Well, you know, yeah. 
I think, I think this is a strange thing, you know. Dover have got a 12-point deduction. They couldn't carry on playing last season, so all their, their, their results went and they stopped playing. So they've got a £40,000 fine as well. And they're already in, in financial difficulties. And the chairman said he's not putting any more money in. So you're like, well, they're really going to struggle next season, I feel. Yeah. So then they get relegated and they're back down into our league anyway. No, no they're in the, uh, aren't they in the national... They're actually in the National League. They're not in the National South. Well, yeah. we'll, be, we'll be up in the National South next week. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll be in the same league anyway. <laughs> Pete, Pete, yeah. There you go. Pete's made a bold statement. I think we all believe it. But, um, <laughs> I mean, we have talked about this, chaps, haven't we? We did talk about this after a game one time. And I do I do think, you know, if, if you were a footballer and you had the opportunity to play in the National League, no matter what, would you take the opportunity? Because as much as we all pray and hope that Worthing do, and he, was, like, he liked Worthing, he, you know, he's been on the podcast before, he liked playing here. As far as we are concerned, we, we hope we're going to go up this year and we pray and I do think we've got a massive chance. But so many teams around us have strengthened. All we need to look at is someone like Hornchurch, for example, that won the, the National League trophy and you know how well they've done and they won the Super Cup, whatever it's called. So it's one of those, isn't it? You, you could see he might think, well, this might be my only opportunity. Why don't I take it and see where it goes and the end of the season, see where yeah, I am. Like you say, yeah, put yourself in a shop window and obviously if he, he impresses with the displays, he might get you know, up to a, a team higher up in the league like... Quite a few ex-worthy players have done. Yeah, it, it may also be. I don't know what Dover's situation is regarding playing staff with the situation they're in. So he may have seen there's an opportunity there to play. Don't know. And on his day, he's a quality footballer as well. He is a really good footballer and he, he will be missed at Worthing. I mean, I don't personally, no offence to Deshaun, I don't think we've got any gaps that I think we massively need filling with departures because of the quality we've got in the squad. But uh, I will miss him. He's a good character to have around. Yeah, when you, when you say, you know, he's a good player, um, we'll miss him. I sort of tend to disagree with that because I, I just think that um, the, the way Adam attracts players into the club, um, that there's always somebody who comes in their place who who is just as good, if if not better these days. Yeah. So you just look at the signing, the quality, quality people who have come in this summer. And obviously Deshaun wasn't with us that long because, you know, obviously because of COVID and not being able to yeah. play as much. Um, but yeah, would it, would it, would it be a huge miss? I, 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 don't, I don't know, really. I don't, I don't think it will. Yeah, the depth and quality of squad that's already there without mm. the new signings coming in. You know, the, the youngsters are all starting to break through. Adam's giving them a chance. Yeah, you know, look at, look at the players we have lost over the past few seasons who have gone on to be given better things. Have, have we really missed them that much? Have we said, oh, we need David as your boy back in the team. We need Lucas back in the team or or, or whatever. You, you never hear that in the terraces. No, no, you don't. No. And and you even, as you say, Spencer, you know, the youth breaking through, like we've been to games like we went to Celsey and that was reserve squad and we played really well there. So, you know, even sort yeah. of for these cup games, you know, we should, and Adam said at the end of season last year, he'd love to have a cup run. So, even with the squad and you want to keep, obviously the main goal is promotion, but obviously cup runs get money into the club. And if we've got a backup squad like we have and have been playing this pre-season, I think, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but I'm hoping for a nice little cup run of some sort. Now we got to, was it the semi-final of the uh, Sussex Cup against Brighton when the season was expunged? Was that the semi-final? Yes, so. yeah, it was. So we just missed out on going to the Amex, but they never ever got there in any way. <laughs> but it doesn't really matter because that, that, that doesn't matter. As Bogner like to keep on pointing out that apparently the results where he turned them over to, uh, to twice in the season 3-0, that doesn't count, but it still counts to me. That's all right. It's only three weeks until we can put that right. Yeah, we'll do that again. Um, 
one other player that I actually will miss because I think he's a really good kid is uh, Ricky Aguirre. I'm not enough as as we record, nothing's been signed, but uh, murmurs around the ground on the last friendly at the weekend. People were saying he's that was him sort of saying he's good. But I know that there are a few clubs in for him. I think it's somebody else sniffing around. That's oh. sort of something that I I heard. Yeah. It'd be interesting because I think he's definitely up there. He's got the quality. And when another player, when he's on his game, he's an absolute quality addition to the squad. Pete, would you miss him though? Um. It's good, but you, we've still got Jesse Starkey to come back from injury. And you look at that midfield, you know, um, that we had out the other day, uh, Cox and Armstrong, Seager, obviously. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, there's plenty of strength yeah. in depth there. Yeah, there's so much strength in depth. But, you know, he's an absolute quality player, deserves every opportunity yeah. that he gets. If he gets the opportunity, then, then you know, good on him and wish him yeah. best of luck. I think yeah, that's the frustration, that's though, isn't it? Because you you can't be angry at these players for progressing their career. You might be absolutely gutted they're going, and I am for one because they're characters around the club, but I want them to go and spread their wings like a butterfly or something or an eagle <laughs> and, go and, do, and go and do the best they can in the Football League because, I mean, I would love to see them um, in a Football League, a professional team, um, and good luck to them. Good luck to uh, Ricky. Um, he's going to be up there with people like Carl Rushworth, who's now at Walsall. And I think he is their starting goalkeeper. He played in the first game of the season. Uh, Kwame Poku, who's at uh, Championship side Peterborough. And we can't go without saying, um, I mean, Pete's favourite ever player for um, <laughs> for Worthing, Finn Stevens, who proudly <laughs> lifted that playoff winning trophy with Brentford and is now a Premier League player. I'm sure uh, Pete will be messaging him for one of his shirts next season because they can give him away willy-nilly in the Premier League because the budgets are bigger. So um, I look forward to seeing that. Um, Lucas Kovalan now obviously in the playoff final for promotion to EFL League 2. Sadly lost out on penalty shootout despite scoring the goal to take it to extra time and penalties and saving two. Uh, Hartlepool with a stronger team on the day. Um, and as Pete quite rightly po- uh, pointed out, he was sent off for his um, EFL League debut <laughs> this past weekend. Um, a bit of fire in the belly there. And obviously we can't go without saying Omar Bugil and David Adjiboy, who play for Sutton, um, their narrow defeat on Saturday. But they linked up for first goal of Sutton's EFL football career, which is a proud moment to see, wasn't it, chaps? Yeah, history was made, wasn't it? Assist by Adjiboy and Bugil finished it off. And I think one shout out we've got to give is for the most famous trialist, I think, We've had Danny Cashman. Cashman um, yeah. yeah, and he he was just another quality signing. And no one really knew what was going on because he played three games for us. He played the Baffins, uh, the Tunbridge and the Welling game. And we were like, this is a bit weird. And then literally a week later, he signs a commentary and gets loaned out for Rochdale. But, <laughs> gents, yeah. we, we kind of... I know Pete got grabbed him at the end of I think, the Welling game. He said, what's happening? And he said, oh, Pete said to him, will you be on the podcast? So he goes, yeah, yeah, watch this space, I will. So we all thought then, and he's just sort of mugged us off. He's a... Uh, what's a... Uh, he, he's a... Uh, S Housery, I should say. Um, we can't really use the S word. Uh, I think that's well, a bit of football at S Housery. I understand he had, he's, he had an agent and everything. So I think it's a bit of clever play by the agents to get him in the shot window and get some scouts down to watch him that's, play. I that's think. it. Yeah. Sp- speaking to, to, to Nathan, um, and he was saying, yeah, there's, you know, even while he was playing, he was saying, there's no chance we're going to keep him. He's, you know, way, way above, above our level. But I think what the hope was was he would go somewhere. And we could maybe get him, get him back on loan for a bit, mm. um, but obviously going to Coventry and they're pretty much straight on loan. So mm. bit, bit bit of a shame, really. Uh, cracking player. Mm. Yeah, yeah it's great abs- just to see. Yeah, absolutely great quality. just to see him play for a few games. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we did think we had a Grealish for a while, but it wasn't to be. Well, thank God, because we know what we the chance would have been, bless him. It would be you just got an S, uh, Jack Grealish, uh, especially from that Bogner game, I can imagine. Um, I think, to be honest, as Adam said later, later on, it was kind of to put the word out for Worthing, because he might come. We've had a, He's obviously had a good experience with us. He's got knows other people in the under-23s at Brighton. He knows people at Brighton, and there will be releases in the future. He puts that word out there that Worthing a good team to come to, and another player that you can say, look, he's, he's, he's helped him get his move to Coventry and further on to Rochdale. So good luck to the guy. We've enjoyed pre-season, haven't we, chaps? I know we thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Spencer, I know you've enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, very much so. You know, usually pre-season, it's not too much to get excited about. Um, you know, you're not quite sure of the quality of football that you're going to see, but I think, you know, we're all just glad to see some football and, you know, the quality, the quality has been brilliant. Some of the opposition, not so much, but um you know, I think I think it was a really good test on on Saturday against Lansing. It was a team we had to sit back, be patient, and break down. I think we're going to have a few of those games this season. I wasn't at the Lansing game, but I know you gents were quite impressed. Yeah, yeah. I, I was impressed with both teams. To be fair, to the Lansing. But yeah, they're the best test we've had so far. Well, I think that's right, because obviously the two games before we played Tombridge and Welling, and um, we absolutely destroyed them within sort of 20 minutes, didn't we? Lansing was a test at home, because we, we had, like um, Spencer said, we had to be patient, break them down. And, and they really did defend really, really well. You know, they limited us. So, yeah, you know, obviously Adam, Adam speaks about that. But yeah, it was, a good, it was a good test. But the Tombridge and Welling games, I, I was just licking my lips with the football we were playing those two games it was just like unbelievable and I hate friends yeah, yeah you, some, you some, the, some of the goals some yeah. of the goals in some of those games are I think my favourite has to be was Jasper's on over three bridges that little curler to the far top corner top bins from the edge of the box I think that was one of the best goals I saw in pre and even Cashman's or Trilist's goal first goal <laughs> against uh, t- uh, t- uh, was it Welling or Tunbridge I can't remember what one it was but I think it was Welling, t- Welling. Welling. that was absolute quality um, we'll run through the for those that haven't or forgot about him we've only lost once this pre-season that was a 1-0 loss at Brighton Hove Avenue on the 23s uh, Pete absolutely hated the camera and the uh, wind blowing down it was quite hard to watch wasn't it yeah, it's a difficult watch with the with the wind. So you turn your volume down. Obviously, you don't want it dead silent. So they no. should have had a commentator there, really. Well, we did try, didn't we, Pete? But they wouldn't let anyone in apart from they wouldn't even let George in. So I think you're kind of restricted there. Should have given a microphone to uh, Gareth. He could have done the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, it's three uh, 0 over Celsius away, which was uh, we thought we were going to get rained on when we went down there, but it actually turned out to be a very nice uh, afternoon down there, didn't we? Yeah, it was good again. Yeah. A, a very young team, a very young team that was put uh, put out that day. Mix of bit of experience and, and the youngsters. Again, took us time to break them down, but we we got there in the end. But yeah, every single player that was involved in that game put in a performance. Every, every everyone who was involved in the starting lineup came on, all did a job, and uh, yeah, Shaq played particularly well in that game. Yeah, Shaq's, I think Shaq's going to be one to look out for this season. Him and Ollie up front, I think that's going to be quite a strike force to be reckoned with. Um, he's he's been really solid. He seems to have almost grown as a player over the sort of past sort of twelve months since we last played. Um, but I mean, the return to Woodside with a six-one win against Three Bridges was brilliant, wasn't it? And how many fans did we get? Was it over five hundred fans on a Tuesday night? Yeah. yeah. 
Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And to be fair, each home friend that we've had have averaged about 500 odd fans anyway, which is great for pre-season. Yeah. And uh, even, even Saturday, you know, I think it's 4, 4.50 approximately for, to yes. play Lansing and the weather was terrible and people were on holiday. and That's mm. yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. Brilliant. Show. And we'll just run through the rest of it. 3-2 over Baffins, Milton Rovers. I like that little ground. Really, really well-kept pitch. I think it's something to do with the link-up there with Portsmouth. I think I understood that uh, uh, Portsmouth women play there or one of the reserves teams. So they've obviously got a proper groundsman. Really lovely ground. Um, 5-1 over Littlehampton uh, the next day, which is another good victory. And the biggest challenges of the season, I think, which we thought would be an interesting match, was both the 4-1 win over Tunbridge Angels and the 5-1 over Welling, both home, both in the National South giving us a test against opposition that hopefully we'll be playing this time next season. Well, on the performances, they, they, they might be coming into our league and we might be copying over. <laughs> yeah, we might, we might be replacing them, so we may not have to play them after all. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone was expecting those results. No, it was great to see. And, and you guys saw the Lansing game, which was probably a more of a game towards our level. That was probably their final starting eleven to play ours, uh, one of them, and another good, convincing victory on that note guys that kind of wraps up the sort of summary of our pre-season with the men's team we're going to park that for the moment we've got interviews with adam hinshelwood later on in the podcast now we're going to focus a little bit on the women's team and sat down with john donahue the women's manager who replaced michelle in the summer and also chloe lelliot who's one of the players this is the rebel yell podcast John, welcome to the first podcast of the season. Firstly, how's pre-season been for you? In terms of the training and mm. our own preparation for the team, it's been fantastic. Yeah. In terms of organisation for friendlies, um, that has been really challenging. Yeah, is that just due to the COVID and sort of pinging and everything like that? Because yeah. I know you had a few fixtures sort of cancelled last minute. Yeah, so, you know, it, they were cancelled pretty much at late notice yeah. because of yeah, COVID and, and various different things. So trying to actually organise a fixture to replace it was more challenging than, you know, trying to prepare for the game, make sure players are fit and, and available. So, yeah, but they've come through those challenges really well. So I suppose in hindsight, it might be that actually, because we played more challenging games than we were ever going to be planned for, it actually looked at a little bit of their resilience and how they cope with the challenges. So, uh, and us as staff to... Spend most of the time organising for a game instead of doing our yeah. proper jobs. Well, you had um, that last uh, on Sunday, eight 0 against Lee FC. Yeah, um, that was a really good performance by the ladies going into the final pre-season game mm. against Charlton, mm. which you you said to us off air is going to be a test for the yeah. ladies. So, yeah. what are you fully expecting from that game? Mostly building from the eight 0 on Sunday. Yeah. Well, the first team uh, for Charlton women are now full-time professional so that means that they'll their second team squad or their under 21s will be made up of players who've come through their RTC so their their program there it'll be made up of some older ones who are pushing for the first team uh, and it may be a couple of the pros that are the younger ones will be in the in the squad so they'll be training probably two or three times as much as us and yeah so they'll be very lively but it's a good challenge like I say we've had various challenges so we're looking forward to it it's nice to get a team you know who's got that sort of setup to come down here to be fair hopefully we'll see a few more down Woodside on uh, Sunday it'd be fantastic we get more supporters down yeah get get down here people and then the season starts the week after yeah so the season starts on the 22nd and we're away to Dartford okay and your first home game first home game currently is meant to be against Dulwich 
but there's lots going on that day here so we might have to flip it away or we might have to change the kickoff a little bit so right. just keep an eye out for that if if you want to want to see if oh, what's happening okay. over the next couple of weeks and all these fans are going to pile down on sunday now to watch uh, yeah. the women against charlton yeah what players in the squad would you say they they could keep an eye on well, to be fair, if they watch the women's team last season, there's quite a lot of changes. You know, you've got, you know, our, our wonderful captain, Hannah, still playing. Gemma's still playing as well. And quite a few of the squad from last season. So new players coming in. We've got um, Shauna Harvey. We've got Ella Newman. That was a number nine on something. Yes. Yeah, she was brilliant. Yeah. Really yeah. So... We've, we've got players that have, that have played a reasonable level joining squad and we've got some very young ones as well. So, you know, I can't name all of them because they've all been fantastic, to be fair, in terms of their attitude and their endeavour. So hopefully they're gelling now more as a team. Has the squad, is that the squad finalised now for the season or are you hoping to make a couple of additions before the start? Or <laughs> what, what's it like for like, because, you know, might, people listening might not be as familiar with uh, yeah. the women's game. Obviously with non-league and men's team, people come and go quite a lot throughout the season they're not contracted. Like, yeah. Just can you explain what it's like in the women's game at our level? Well, at our level, it should be the 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 team you sign at the beginning of the season is near enough the team all the way through mm -hmm. the season, barring injuries or something happening where you might need to add someone else. Um, then I hope the squad will be near enough as it is now. With regards to you know comings and goings, what I'd like is that our players get identified by higher teams. Mm -hmm and they want to come in and, and sign them. And that shows that we're doing a good job. And if that's an attraction for any young player yeah. to be, you know, work towards playing at a higher level, then hopefully they'll see Worthing as something that uh, they, can, they can make that happen at, basically. Yeah, on, on that sort of point, how do sort of the, the young women around Worthing if they want it, their fans to try and out for the team, how do they go about that? Or is that just purely a summer thing? No, if they, anyone wants to ask anything about the, the women's team, uh, we've got a women's football at Worthing FC email address. So there's always the info at the academy address as well if they want to email and that gets forwarded on to me anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, I think it's going to be a good old season for both the men's and women's team. And yeah. you know, It's a new league for you guys this year. You're, you're experienced in this league, aren't you, from previous, am I right? Well, to be fair, um, I've worked in higher divisions, yeah. so I've not worked at this level. Yeah. So I'm probably a bit of a newbie coming into this, and there's players yeah. at this level, or, or sorry, managers at this level who are more experienced than me at it. So that's why I was happy to have Kelly Newton come across when she's managed Lewis Foundation squad. She has played against a lot of these teams, whether they were in her division last season or with a cup game. So that's that's really supportive for me to be able to have someone who's a bit more knowledge about it than I do. Looking forward to the season. Yeah. What are your goals? Obviously, you'd like promotion. What are the realistic yeah. goals for your team this season? You know, I don't want to be naive and think, you know, we've put a side together, then we're mm -hmm. definitely going to yeah. challenge for the top. So, you know, we need to identify whereabouts we are. And probably the first few games are against teams that have, well, they are, they're against teams who finished in the top half the season before last. <laughs> Whatever season. <laughs> Whichever okay. it was. Just I say track, last season. Now, yeah. yeah, so... I'd like to think we'll be in top half um, and probably after the first couple of games we'll see how we would challenge then for anything more. I think Salt Dean, Fulham, Millwall, 
and probably something like a Dulwich and Dartford will be looking to win the league. So you know we're we're getting a couple of them early on. So we'll see how we do against. Them. I'm looking forward to it. I am. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to your monthly updates on the podcast. And, yep, definitely. You know, get more people down and come down and watch them. This starting this Sunday against Charlton. Excellent. Thanks, and, and the women have also picked some very good music for their playlist. Yeah. Yeah. Better, better than Pete's that he played a couple of Sundays ago. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Excellent. Thanks, Excellent. Thanks, chaps. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Chloe, welcome to the Rebel Yell Podcast. Thanks Thank for being you. the first ladies to join us this season. How's the pre-season been for you so far? Pre-season's been good. Um, I feel like for us, it's just been like our team getting to know each other because obviously we have had a lot of change. So we've had like half of another team coming in. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, under the circumstances, I think we've done really well. We've yeah. sort of merged together. You wouldn't actually, John said for the first time the other day, go walking into a room, you wouldn't know that there was two teams. Like yeah. we've sort of merged into one, so that's been really positive. And footballing-wise, I think it's starting to show. What's the so, sort of changing room rapport like at moment? Uh, I, I think you said locker room like I did the other day. Got really oh, you're year. not American. No, 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 no. We'll so, talk about your American story in a bit. <laughs> at first, um, obviously, you could tell a little bit, but I feel like it very quickly like we were quite welcoming we didn't scare them off like <laughs> like we normally do so they're growling in a corner yeah i think definitely now you can tell we're just one team and everyone gets on really well which yeah. is a bonus and i think that's part of being a team and it shows on the pitch that we're yeah. we're getting on and yeah, yeah it's think, been really good i think the performance on sunday against uh, ashman in a high league venue yeah and yeah you, you actually destroyed them so yeah I take a lot of confidence from that yeah exactly yeah and I think the end of pre-season has been really positive um, and obviously we've got a really big test on Sunday playing against Charlton but I think it's something that we can take on and I think it will be really positive yeah I mean from, as Pete said from what we've seen it's been a really good pre-season seemed strong the morale said it must have been a little bit uncertain when Michelle left the club you've been here for a few years now and yeah. I guess there was that bit of uncertainty and, and then John was quickly announced so at least you knew who was coming in it but I guess with any rebuild because you, he's brought some players with him from Lewis hasn't he and some other clubs and it's nice to see as Pete said that 8-0 you're working so well as a team on the yeah. pitch. it must be good to sort of finally feeling that you're ready for the season yeah I think like we said, pre-season's been really beneficial for us, like more than another team, because other teams know each other and they're just building on what they've done, but we're building from scratch. Mm. So I think it's been really, really important to get to know each other and more importantly, playing like 90 minutes together. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, it will help us a lot instead mm. of just being thrown into the season, yeah. not knowing anyone. Yeah, well, so it's, it's a new season, good. a new challenge, isn't it? Like exactly. You've, um, how long have you been here for now at Worthing? So this will be my third season. Um, the first full season or like the third? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly yeah. My, my last two seasons have been interrupted. Yeah. Um, it must be frustrating for you because I guess you, it's probably like a lot of players, they just haven't had the chance to do a full season representing the batch. And yeah, I guess that's just all we want at the end of the day, isn't it? Exactly. It's been really frustrating for us because we felt like we've had, promotion's been a long time coming. So yeah. we've had- And you won promotion. We won promotion, <laughs> yeah. Thank Probably God. not the way you wanted to win it, but you, you still got there because we had that season yeah. where you literally were promoted, yeah. but you weren't yeah, allowed the title. Yeah, the first season, yeah, got promotion basically. Yeah. We won my, I think my first season we won the title with like three games to go. Yeah. So that, and it, it was actually harder 
come, going from that and moving on to the next season with nothing to show yeah. for it. Yeah. So it, that it, was It's difficult. funny because you look at all, all aspects of the club. Look at the men's team, exactly the same happened to them. Look at the women's team, exactly the same happened to them. So we all want a season now exactly. where we can actually, yeah. actually lift the trophy at the end. That's probably what you want. And celebrate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually celebrate rather yeah. than that. So just tell us a bit about, so you've been at Worthing for three, three years, you said. And um, yep. So what, what's your previous before coming to Worthing? So before Worthing, um, I had a season at Littlehampton just to sort of find my feet um, playing in the UK again. And before that, I was in America, in Florida for four years, playing on a soccer scholarship. And before that, um, up until 18, so from 12 to 18, I was at Brighton. Nice. So so how did the soccer scholarship come about for maybe any young, young ladies that want to play football in the future? It'd be interesting to see how it got there. Because I know um, women's soccer in America, or we should say it was women's football really, but they changed yeah, it. Yeah, you know, they stole it from uh, us. You must, yeah, it must be quite hard. <laughs> Yeah, you must be used to quite football now. Like, no, it's all soccer, but obviously they got one of the best women's team in the world. So, what was it like being out there? Like, you know, for someone that might want to in the future, might be listening. It was it was amazing. Like I would say to anyone that's like not sure what they want to do if they want to stay in England, go to America. I just think going to a different country and playing full time at university, you just you feel like a professional. You get the full time experience. You've got like coaches and physios. You've got the full package essentially. So from that perspective, it's great. Um, and just being able to play for me, that was the best choice for four years and to get a degree. It's not something I could yeah. have turned down. Yeah, and it, you know, I guess having. That whole setup is so amazing, but it must be nice coming to a setup like Worthing, where you've got for, on a smaller scale, you've still got the great facilities, you've got a great team, you've got Absolutely, a great coach. So yeah. you must be looking forward to the season ahead. What do we reckon? Oh, we've, we've asked the, the chaps on the uh, men's team predictions for the season. You've got to give us one now. Put you on the spot. Mm, where do you? I don't think? want I mean, to give too league, much isn't away. It? So it's quite hard, isn't it? But what, what would? What, I mean, obviously, you'll be realistically wanting to get promotion. But, yeah. You know, um, that would that, be the ideal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I don't think we should put too much pressure on ourselves. Mm. It's our first season. New team, new league. I think yeah. we just need to push ourselves as much as we can. And I'm, in my head, I'm thinking top four. And is it just one promotion place? Is there playoffs or anything? I think it's just one. Yeah. I think it's just one. The top four and then building on that the following season and stuff. You know, you can't yeah. just take leaps and bounds. You've got to do it gently and carefully. And, you know, hopefully you strengthen the team, see what the league's like and be an expert next year if it doesn't happen. Yeah. But we're all rooting for yeah. you, aren't we? Yeah, because you want to... Is it 10, 10, 11 teams? 12 teams in that league. I think it's 12, teams, yeah. Yes, 12, so, so that's that 20, yeah. 22 games. So, yeah. So We'll yeah. be cheering you on throughout the season. I'm sure Pete yeah. will be in most of the games. Cups of tea on a Sunday morning. Yeah, I don't always do away. He's not that committed. What's the first game for you? Was it Dartford, he said? Dartford away. I can't see him going Folkestone on Saturday. Yeah, we'll see how committed you really are, Pete. It's the week after. Sorry? We'll see how committed you really are when it comes well, to the crunch. Well, Chloe, you lost. good luck for the season and thank you for joining us. Uh, please thank spread you the word to your teammates to uh, come and uh, yeah. join yeah. us on the podcast. Apparently, it's your job there to select the next person. Yeah. So, uh, I'll go, do it now. Who's going to come next? You've got the job through Ooh, the Oh, who am I going to choose? I think yeah, I, think I want to see Ella Newman on the Ella podcast. Ella Newman, you're up next, so you can go and tell her now. Right. So, yeah. you break see you next thank time. you. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thank you. She's going to hate me. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Linking in from that women's team manager, John Donoghue there and uh, one of their players, Chloe Elliott. Great to hear from them. I think it'll be an interesting season. They've been promoted. The hard work Michelle started is being continued by John. We look forward to seeing what's going to happen with them this season. But for the first time, we're going to link up really well with them over the course of the season. Pete and I were at their meeting the other day and uh, none of them really wanted to speak to us. Uh, I mean, I blame Pete for that because obviously you've got an oil painting right here with me. But, you know, Pete was the one that scared them off. But... uh... (laughs) 
I like the way you think you're really funny. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I get I, I get abused by Pete all the time, so it's time to give him back a bit. But anyway, um, for the course of the season, John's going to push one of their players in the direction of us, and we'll speak to John on a monthly basis to see what uh, he wraps up um, that month. Talking of their pre-season, one of the matches they played was Stuart Evans's under-16 squad. We won't say the result, to be fair to them, because obviously it's a, it's a different thing, but you did beat them, Stu. What's it been like for the under-16 since sort of COVID happened and you've been back uh, training? It seemed to be a good strong bunch of lads and ones to look out for the future 100% mate yeah the um the youth set up here is just phenomenal James to be quite honest with you mate and even within the 16s this year 15s 14s there's players there I'm thinking you've you got half a chance to make it into the first team lad. so yeah there's the youth teams are, are really good mate really really good and come back with some good intensity and um good attitudes and and, and yeah I'm enjoying taking part in the coaching and the sessions as well so yeah bright future mate well, I have to say, you do look very um, at home in that dugout. I know you've been there with the first team, but uh, you did command that technical area very well when we were watching from the stands. Cheers, mate. I appreciate that. Was it more Pep or was it more Jose? Or was it uh, more I mean, the hat, more... the hat. I mean, neither of them wear a hat. So, I mean, uh, maybe, what's Are his name? Pulis. Yeah, we'll give you a Pulis. But it's, it's, I hope you don't treat the players like Pulis does. <laughs> I, I thought he was more like Warnock. <laughs> with his pre-sign- he's probably got his pre-signed autograph cards in his back pocket, hasn't he? We can uh, we can get you a Bielsa bucket nice. with nice. his espresso from the hut and everything. Um, yeah. The players to watch out for this season, Stu. Who um, do you think any of them will be breaking into the first team for maybe some of the cup games or um, anything this season? Um, not so much for my 16s. I think more the 18s. My 16s last year, 18s this year. You got a few of them. Lewis Horn started. He didn't start. He came on for the first team last Saturday. Um, did really well um, so he's one to watch out for um, we had four I don't know if you read um, but we had three or four um, play league first team against Littlehampton and um, this is team Pompey direction um, anyway over pre-season you had three or four of the guys uh, young lads play for the first team so yeah there's there's some good there's some good quality as I said earlier there that's um, that's pushing pushing the boys the 18s and the first team to, to get in there so definitely as I say bright future mate yeah, because on, on, the, on the bench on Saturday, it was Carl O'Brien, uh, Owen Warsdale, uh, Frankie Perry and Lewis Fawn. Yeah. So do you think those those in the, the under-18s there? Mate, 100%. 100%. Yeah, they're all 18s um, joining the academy as well. So four of those, um, four of my boys from last year joining the academy this year. Uh, so yeah, 100% they'll, um, they'll be pushing the first team this year. Um, again, good quality, good attitudes, good lads. Um, obviously got the top class coaching that I'm learning off from Nath and Cam and Hinch around there as well so there's absolutely no reason why not and as you know boys Hinch isn't the one to, to shy putting in a, a youngster into a game um, if he feels that the setting's right and the time's right for him to play he'll play him it's as simple as that and we've seen players like Ricky come in at 16 Finn Stevens come in at 16, 17 whatever it is and and flourish really and get moves onto higher higher um, higher league clubs so why not 100% why not I'm and it's just nice to be part of that setup, really. I'm, 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 I'm one that's really, yeah, pushing the youth setup here in terms of the quality. And I'm telling anybody that listen, I've burned their ears off about how much I think of the, the quality we've got here, our setup, the way we go about my kind of managing the players' expectations and how quickly they get into the first team. It's, um, yeah, I love it. It's, it's really good, really good. Yeah, as fans, we love it as well, Stu. Seeing, seeing you know the, the kids coming through and seeing the opportunities and. Yeah, yeah we, Spencer, it's what, it's, what it's for me is what this club's all about, to be quite honest with you, in terms of 
yeah, bringing through young. And I hope even if we progress, and I'm sure we will under Hinch as well. But even if we progress, or when we progress into the into the National League South, National League, I hope we keep that kind of uh, mentality and that ethos around the club that we promote within uh, in terms of youngsters bringing them up into the first team. And I'm, I'm sure we will because there's some talent in Sussex, and, and even just being involved in the youth setup for the last year, two years. I mean, I've seen. Yeah, just it's been seeing so many players that have just come in and gone, oh, wow, where have you come from? Do you know what I mean? You'll be you'll be pushing the first team. So yeah, it's it's awesome, really, really good. It's like a proud dad moment, I guess, when you see. Yeah, them. I know. It sounds a bit soppy, you know. Sorry, I do apologise. No, 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 not at all. But yeah, but you, mate, at the end of the day, if you're if you're a coach and you see your 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 children, your minions, yeah, the fruits of your labour, maybe not too fruity labour, but uh, the fruits of <laughs> Stu's football coaching and uh, you see them playing for the, um, you know, pushing the first team and then, you know, up pushing up the leagues and, you know, you know some of them are quite possibly going to play professional football when you're older. Yes. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, all you need to do is look around Hinch's office and see the shirts up there and everything like that of some of the re- more recent stories. And you're thinking cool. there's, there's going to be plenty coming with some of the departures that we're going to see this season, sadly. But, you know, it, it's a great setup, as you say, Ricky, for one. What a, what a player. And finally, it looks like he's going to get rewarded. Yeah, top lad. Really nice kid. Um, deserves everything he, he, he gets. He's worked hard. Um, yeah, put obviously sacrifices um, aside. Obviously, doesn't go out as often as he or his mates does, and, and and focuses on football. And he, yeah, he, he thoroughly deserves his chance to, to push on whenever that chance comes about. Now, whether it's this season, next season, he he thoroughly deserves his chance. So, there was another player I wanted to ask you about from Saturday. I understand he, he was with the club before, Ryan uh, Richfond. Ryan Richfond. Yeah. yeah, was was he was he a youngster with us and then went? I don't know, Pete, to be honest with you. Oh, um, okay, it's a good question. Um, he's he's I say knocking on a bit now. He's not a youngster anymore in terms of what we've been talking about. But um, yeah, good character, really nice lad. Um, yeah, played out wide, didn't he? Yeah, he's um yeah. he's got some energy there. Good cross of the ball. Um, again, top lad as well. So yeah, I, I don't know what what's going on with with Ryan in terms of what Hinch's plans are for for him. But um, yeah, it would be a great acquisition if we we did manage to get him on board. Before we move no, on, I'm oh, sorry, Pete. No, no, all I was going to say was obviously I've, I've just heard somebody say, Oh, he was at the club before, um, and, and now he's come back. Yeah, so. you, you probably were there, mate, to be honest. You're my, um, I can barely remember the last two games gone, let alone that far back, mate. So, um, yeah, it's uh, he's, he's, he's again, he's a, he's a nice lad, so hopefully, we'll, we'll get a chance with us and it's part of something yeah. we can build this year, hopefully. Oh, and, uh, and while we've got you, how about uh, Gianni Spoda, goalkeeper, isn't he? Yeah, Janice. Yeah, um, yeah. Again, another good lad that I had in, in my 16s last year. Um, yeah, top goalkeeper. Yeah, as he obviously has a few. He's still learning the trade, so he, he, he mistake every now and then, uh, as young goalkeepers would. But yeah, some of the saves he's pulling off um, in, in our training games during the season, and also against um, last weekend uh, and over preseason, have been have been class. Really, really good. So yeah, hopefully he gets his chance as well. And can push push Harrison to the uh, to the number one spot. Hopefully, there you go. Goals goals for this oh. season. Goals for this season. What are you what are you hoping? Just to see people play with smile on their face, really, mate, and see the people back in the in the in the in the ground and and just get everybody enjoying the football, and then hopefully at the back of that will come a promotion. And I think exactly. the only yeah, I think that's all you can ask for. The year we've had gone, mate, really, is just to see fans back in the ground, see the players enjoying their football, and and some normality. 
I think it's going to be hard not to smile, don't you, gents? Agree, because uh, we've all had big smiles since we've been back and seeing some of these performances pre-season. Yeah, yeah, we're we're loving it. We can't wait. Yeah, That's the best. Be the best pre-season for me that I've seen in a, in a good while, in a good while. Uh, in terms of the intensity, the boys have come back to from come back with from pre uh, from the off-season or through lockdown. Even the first lockdown, the intensity and the energy and the fitness was unreal. You expect some of them to be flagging, but now they've been looking after themselves. They all really, really, really want to get up and, and get promoted and are fully focused on that. So yeah, I'm, I'm very, excited. very yeah. excited. We can't wait either. We're looking forward to it. Before we let you go, Stu, I know you're going to join us throughout the season uh, on the podcast, giving us your sort of update on the youth. Any training, changing room gossip or any stories of pre-season? Because you know you always give us a little tidbit. Uh, mate, I haven't to be quite honest with you. Okay, what's the, what's the song that's being played right now in the locker room? What's the? It's not Drake again, is it? I hope the not. Locker room, the locker room. Are we in America? Are we? <laughs> I'm already <laughs> thinking ahead to what my plans are this week. <laughs> uh, mate, if I'm honest with you, I haven't really spent a lot of time in there because obviously I've been I've, I've been trying to help out with half-time warm-ups. Um, yeah. And so yeah, I haven't really been in there. But no, I mean to be honest with you, mate, there's nothing really to feedback except from. Um, there's no, yeah, no gossip, nothing to to kind of to to tell you boys. Obviously, I would if I if I could, but I haven't got anything. It's just that the only thing I can say is the change rooms buzzing, and we're all looking forward yeah. to. It. I mean, it does look like a great rapport around the ground, but I think this season, Stu, you're going to have to be our little mole. I think you need to feed us a tip every time I speak to you. Keeps it keeps it exciting. I tell you what, though, on a, on a separate subject, if you boys get, and anybody gets a chance to come down and see the youth team youth teams play on a Sunday morning. Uh, 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning, either be the 14s, 15s or 16s down here. Uh, usually the food kiosk is open and, and come down and see some future talent there, boys, um, because there's there's yeah, there's some real good youngsters at this club. So Yeah, I think we will, won't we, gents? Yeah, oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Hopefully get a couple of them on the podcast, mate, as well. It'll be good to sort of you start their media trading early. Yeah, 100%. Just don't ask them what their coaches are like. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a question we're going to ask. You shouldn't have said that now. You set it up for set up for a fail there. But um, gents, anything from you guys before we let Stu go? Well, next time he's going to have some gossip for us. So yeah. We won't ask you back again. Yeah. What type of gossip do you want? Just transfer. Oh, gossip. I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's there's certain anything, things yeah. we can't really say on air because I'm sure some of the gossip yeah you probably don't want to repeat on air. Well, I mean, I think well, the only so Bogner, Bogner tapped me up pre-season. Did um, they? Bogner tapped yeah, you up. I, but I said uh, I said I couldn't work under Jack Pierce, so I said no. I said no. Well, so, yeah, well, we will leave off what you said about him the other night when we were in the office, so we'll we'll yeah, leave that. Good. But I mean, uh, what what was that for? The under 16s role? Oh, mate, I was I was mucking about. If you if you haven't if you haven't got anything, make it up. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, well, you know what? You should have, you should have said that. He should have played along with it because then you know what would happen. Like that Stu being tapped up by Bogner or anything like that. You would have yeah. started the right rumour, mate. Actually, that's what Stu's going to do now, isn't he? He's just going to start rumours and then we're going to be mugs or I'll be a mug and fall for it because I always am 100%. the one that falls for it. So. 100%. Um, <laughs> Stu, it's been, uh, been a pleasure as usual. Thanks very so much. Right, and uh, We look no forward worries. to the season and uh, we'll see you tomorrow for folks then. Look forward to it. Cheers, guys. Cheers, See you soon. Thank you very Cheers. much. Thank you. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Great there to hear from Joe Evans, who is, uh, I'm not even going to list the amount of jobs he has always had at the club, but he's uh, always a good guy to get on the podcast. But most recently, the under-16s coach and, uh, you know, doing really well, gents, isn't he? And there's some really promising future for our youth set up here. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, just look at the bench from the other day, speaking to him about those players, you know. It's really good to see. Yeah, um, it's just really, really encouraging and just really, you know, just the enthusiasm from him, you know. Yeah. He's, he's obviously got a lot of faith faith in him. It's, it's brilliant. 
Well, I mean, as we mentioned, like one of the games they did play was work first the women's team, and I'm out of respect. I'm not going to say the scoreline. Um, it was it was a big scoreline, but you're going to get that when you've got men playing the women's team. Then John fully fully expected that as well. He said to us so, but I yeah, mean, it looking... was just yeah, it was it was just pace and power basically. Yeah. That's it. It's, Dif- it's going to be a huge, body. huge, yeah, it's just a, a huge difference. So yeah, so but you know the women's team have come out and they've done really well since. Well, so. we saw them at this weekend, Pete, didn't we? Um, at Woodside and and actually saying that Spencer's wife actually was watching the women's team and very convincing. Eight uh, 0 win versus Ashmount Lee on Sunday. Just gone really, really positive from the team and they are playing Charlton Athletic under twenty threes, which is a professional setup. And John does fully expect that to be quite a test. But it will be interesting to see because uh, obviously the women's team have goals and progression goals that they want to get in the future yeah so get, get down there Sunday afternoon two o'clock if you've yeah. got nothing else better to do come down and support the women's team because they've gone up a league and they, they need as much support as they can get well John's building on that hard work that Michelle started and laid the foundations for and hopefully he's going to take them take them up and further up the leagues that we can because uh you know very convincing Ashmount Lee are a new team but very great little match we had and you know we Pete and I and uh, Gareth are in the box doing goal score predictions and uh, I won this week didn't I Pete yeah you did yeah I didn't really shut up about it thank god it was right at the end of the match when I won because Pete didn't have to listen to my gloating for 20 minutes or so but um, I'm looking forward to seeing the women's team this season as Pete says come down do support them I know um, maybe a lot of listeners on here will be listening for the men's team but you know the women's setup is really great and they do need your support they're doing a pay what you want at the moment to raise money for balls and kit and training stuff Um, and there will be a a price during the season and pay the officials yeah and the official payments that's all still got to be paid so please do come down support bring 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 your kids bring your family you know maybe bring your partner that doesn't normally want to go and watch the football on a Saturday you might want to go on a Sunday and see the women's team and you set up if it's like you say it's a real family atmosphere down there there's, there's plenty of kids aren't there going along watching and supporting and you know it's a good it's a good gateway it's a good entry into the into the club yeah Oh, it is. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where they can go this season. Moving on from the women's team, guys, without further ado, we'll go back, as promised, to the gents. And we'll speak to the gaffer, Adam Hinchwood, who's always got time for the podcast, which is great, and Pete and the commentary to speak to. So, And it's new, about to kick off the new 21-22 season. In his new office as well. In his new office, yeah. I think it's a while, to be fair. Is this the first interview you've had in the office? Yeah, I think it is. There we go. It's an honour. It's an honour and a privilege. Um, Adam, great pre-season what we've seen you must be happy going into the game with Foxton tomorrow no yeah certainly am um, done everything that we wanted to playing um, some really good football um, but yeah like anyone to tell you there's been teams that have had brilliant pre-seasons and mm. they start the season poorly so it absolutely means nothing unless we get off to a good start tomorrow um, and yeah and we put all the stuff that we've worked on during pre-season into practice when it matters yeah, no, it's just, I mean, I don't normally enjoy pre-season because I think like everyone, you're chomping at the bit. But I think it's probably a mix of between not having any football since November, I think. And uh, the way the team are playing, you must be happy with the camaraderie. I mean, just watching them training earlier, like, they're excellent. They're just The camaraderie is just unbelievable. No, yeah, I'm really um, lucky, I suppose, with the group of players that I've managed to get together. Um, their professionalism throughout the course of pre-season is just... Been exceptional really um, it makes my life so much easier you've got good characters there that can run the dressing room for you and keep the standards nice and high um, and you've got players that are just you know little sponges that just do want to develop and, and improve and 
you know, really lucky um, to have that squad to work with. Um, and yeah, like I say, it's a, a sort of manager's dream to, to have that from your squad. And that level of quality as well. Yeah. So. Are, are you happy with the business you've been able to do this summer? Because standing on the touchline, he looks pretty astute. <laughs> no, definitely, yeah. I, I think now we, we get into a stage where um, I know the sort of area of, of the pitch that I want and the type of player that I want. And um been very lucky in terms of the players that have become available. Um, you know, Pat Weber, for instance, um, moving back to Worthing and, and you haven't really seen much of him yet. But, you know, that calibre of player is been a pro at Wigan and then comes to Worthing. Um, same with Harrison, the goalkeeper, um, you know, pro at Leeds, goes to Gateshead and then comes to Worthing. So, yeah, really sort of lucky and pleased to to attract this type of calibre of player. But I've got to say, like, um, one of the things would be how we play, but a massive part of it is they say they watch the YouTube footage and they love the big crowds that we get and stuff. So. It is a massive selling point to have a club so well supported, um, and you know, not just numbers coming in, but you know how you get behind the team, yeah. singing the songs, and you know to see the coach sold out as quick as it was um, is crazy, and you know just really pleased to be a part of a club like that. Really, yeah. I've, I've like like I said, the fan base is absolutely phenomenal. I think just mentioning to the um, to Will and Dean that you know the Bognor game at the end of August, and we've just sort of saying you know it's eighteen hundred to two thousand people, and they're like really, yeah, <laughs> you know it's it's, it's got to be one of the highest fan. attended at this level. It's got yeah, to be, it's, uh, it's, it's be. I think it even beats a lot of the national safe games. Yeah, to be yeah. nah, it will do. And yeah, there's been. There's certain games like that, um, and there was one in particular, where do we go, Moneyfields in Portsmouth, where we just took over their stadium, and it was like, flipping out, you're part of something bigger, and it could only, you know, grow and get better and get bigger, and hopefully, um, you know, we've had good attendances for the pre-season games, and hopefully the people that have come have really enjoyed the style of football that we play and how we like to do things and and now with like the new facilities and stuff we've got um, they're not queuing as long for a pint and stuff yeah. like that and it all adds to uh, being a good place to come on a Saturday afternoon and you know we only want to enhance the numbers and get more people coming in and, yeah. and grow the club all the time really um, but yes obviously those games in particular are yeah. You realise what a big club yeah. you're, you're part of. Yeah. That's it. And and those two National League South teams, I've I, I read an interview that you've done for the Argus, and you said you don't want to read too much into those results. Um, I understand uh, Welling had a lot of trialists, didn't they? For Tom Bridge, it was virtually most diverse players appeared last season. So it must give you a lot of confidence in the players that they can go out and, and make a team in a higher league look quite ordinary, even though it was pre-season. No, yeah, like I say, yeah, I've, I always sort of like just focus on ourselves really and what we can do and what we can improve on and get better at. Um, don't worry too much about, um, I think one thing you do learn is that not to get too high and too carried away and the same when you get beat as well, not to get mm. too low, um, but just to learn from it and make sure we're better for the next game and yeah, that's all we sort of want to focus on really um, don't want to worry about our position we've got a couple of um, tough tests early on in the in the um, in the league campaign and that will be our 
to see where we are and how we're getting on. So, you know, that first month of the season um, will give us a clear indication of just how well we're doing. And, you know, that would be the mark that I'll be looking at, really. Yeah, like you say, you're not sort of looking at the pre-season and going, you know, you, you want to wait till the, yeah. the main stuff happens. But, do, you know, the players must be getting confidence from those sort of results. Though. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think they really... Um, it does help when you try and play a certain way. Um, you know, we do like to play out from the back and we have worked on a couple of different sequences to get us on the ball and to play um, the ball forward when we can a lot more and playing the opponent's half and... Um, you know, when you're sort of encouraging the team to do that and you're, you're getting rewards from it, I think very quickly they buy into it and go, actually, um, you know, it's what you said there, he's, he's got half a clue what he's going on about and I think they do get confident and then they, um, yeah, back what you're what you're doing and it really helps um, to, to motivate everybody. But, uh, yeah, I think... They are a confident group and just want to keep them in that vein, not say. And but at the same time, you know, for us to stay humble, stay grounded, and keep on grafting and working hard, um, I think that's what they have done over the yeah. course of the last few years. I um, think one of the other things I noticed as well with those two games is obviously you made a few changes because obviously yeah. it's pre-season friendly. But when you brought some of the younger players on, the standard didn't drop at all. I mean, the intensity stayed at that level. Yeah, I and think, generally, when you make a lot of substitutions, yeah. the game can die and go flat. I think that has been, for me, probably one of the most rewarding things. Obviously, the results and the performances have been good. But to have um, a squad of players to call upon that we've got um, is really sort of exciting for me. Um, some of these younger players now are sort of saying, right, okay, I'm ready to step in. Um, and that's what you want. That's what we set up the youth structure for, um, to have that and give them up that opportunity to do. And with a season that potentially you're going to get more injuries because of the layoff that the players have had, yeah. to have a squad of players to call upon, um, like we've got, um, I think, is going to be a big, yeah. big bonus uh, throughout the season. That's it. Um, obviously... Earlier in the uh, pre-season, we announced uh, Kane Wills um, yeah. on, a, on a loan move yeah, for the yeah. season. Obviously, the fans will want to know what's yeah. sort of happened there, what sort of came about. No, yeah, and, obviously. And are you disappointed or do you, have, you, have we got enough cover and you think yeah. we're strong enough anyway? No, um, with Kane, it's sort of um, it come available, really. Mark said that he'd go out alone and to be fair, Kane wanted to come play for Worthing. He was his first point of call. I think Mark was maybe suggesting he goes and plays other places at our level um, but he sort of made a beeline that if he was going to go anywhere he wanted to come to Worthing to be fair to him um, and just looked at what we had and you know another experience and he's a good good experienced player um, you know I don't look at what's gone on before and think oh you know the fans might not take to him or anything like that I just look at what available and uh, you know, is is he available? Yes. Is he within our sort of pay structure? Yes. Um, and would he be a good addition to the squad? And I definitely think he would have been. Um, but yeah, he come come training and you know everything was fine. And then they had their first um, pre-season game and got a couple of injuries. And Mark had to do what was right for Dawkins. He was still a Dawkins player. Like I say, I was only alone. And you know, I don't. It's definitely not Kane's fault, it's definitely not Mark's fault, he's got to do what's best for his club and I don't hold anyone um, 
accountable or hold anything against anyone for doing that. Um, if we had a lad on loan and we needed to recall him, then I would do the same thing. You do what's best for your football club. Yeah, you you That's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's obviously a bit of a um, destruction because then uh, you know you're losing a really experienced player. Um, but at the same time, I was more than confident in what we have got, and yeah, all the focus goes onto that then quite quickly. And you know, want to be and. You know, we wasn't going to change how we play just to fit Kane Wills in the team or nothing like that. So, um, obviously, a real talented player. Um, that's going to be with Dorking rather than us. Um, but, it ultimately, is what it is. yeah, it is what it is. And we'll move on. They'll move on. Yeah. And you managed to get your old teammate, Dean Cox, into yep. the squad. How, how pleased are you with that? Yeah, um, with Dean, he's another sort of, just added a little bit more quality for me. Um, and not to say it's, that's what the, we've got to do with the squad. We've got a really good squad of players and you have to be of a certain level to sort of get anywhere near it sort of thing. So to add his level of experience and his quality that he's still got, so I think um, you've seen in the games that he plays that his quality that he can deliver. Um, you know, he's probably different type of winger to the type that we've got uh, Jasper and Amiki maybe like to face the defender out whereas Cox gets half a yard and delivers a ball early um, so to have two different threats on the wing I think is a, um, another added advantage as well so yeah delighted to get Coxie in he's, he's a great character as well to have in the dressing room he's got that bit of experience as well um, and you add him to like so Buddy Aaron Racine Alex yeah. Parsons these are good good characters and um yeah, come with a lot of know-how and a lot of games at the level above now. So as well, so yeah, really, really pleased to, to sort of get get Dean in uh, eventually. And I'm pretty sure that when he's up and running and fully fit, we'll see a real sort of player that the fans mm-hmm. will enjoy watching. Okay, and obviously we haven't seen Pat Webber yet because he, right. he got injured in the warm-up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in yeah. the first game. Yeah. Uh, a quick word on Will and a quick word yeah. on Harrison. No, yeah, like I say, I think Harrison's. Yeah, I think I'm really impressed with him. Um, how it came about was just like a freak, really. Aaron Racine met him up at St George's Park, and then <laughs> they got talking, and he ends up with us. And I go, yeah, like we didn't have a keeper. We got a keeper. So Aaron Racine, chief scout now. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I don't think he even seen him play. He's just no. like his last kid. Him like <laughs> get him down. He got him down and like flipping heck. This like, I didn't know that he was used to be in England under. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18s goalkeeper. I just, yeah. you know, just the lad coming down who used to be at Leeds as a kid and then was at Gateshead last season. And yeah, you just see straight away that he fits him, mm. hungry, wants to improve. Um, and yeah, got some real sort of talent as well. Um, only small but comes for crosses, brave off his line, quick off his line, um, and really comfortable with his feet and enjoys how we want to play. and um, another one that wants the aspirations to get back into the game and play play a high level. So um, fits the bill there, and really delighted with that one. Um, yeah, Will I've played against Will now. I think it must be about four or five years, and he's always been the one sort of young, talented player that I've always thought flipping heck. I think he's him, yeah. he's a top top can be a top player and. Um, 
Yeah, I think he's only going to get better. I don't think, by any stretch of imagination, we've seen the best of him yet. I still think he's a bit nervous, bless him. Um, and he's yeah, he been, said that. He, he wants yeah, to feel this confidence. Yeah, yeah, he's been confident. I think he's been asked to play a different way, and that takes time to get that confidence. But I can already see, and I'm sure you guys can see already, in the games that he has played, he's growing in confidence mm. and getting more comfortable yeah, what's he, asked for yeah, him. Yeah, he looks and, comfortable on the ball Yeah, as well. he's comfortable on the ball. And I think his best attribute would be for this level to have someone so aggressive and enjoy defending like he does he loves putting his head in and making tackles and to have that and be good on the ball um, at our sort of level is a sort of rare thing to have so I've really got sort of high hopes for him to have a real top season um, yeah and then uh, Pat another real talented defender to be honest um, I say when these boys come available and they're local and you know, it's to have them come and, and want to be part of it is is real sort of um, pleasing to have. And I think with Pat, um, a real powerful six foot three, left footed, he can play anywhere down the left, likes to go forward, drive with the ball, is quick. Um, and, you know, to have that balance with a left foot as well is, is, is really good. And I think what we have got now is the option um, with Tutty as well, Tutty is like a full-back that likes to bomb forward, mm. um, so we've got real options to change shape and play a variety of formations now, um, whereas before I think we sort of had to stick to a certain shape, I think now you'll see within games if it's not working for us we'll be able to go to mix up our shape and I think that's something that I've always wanted to have and I think this is probably the first year that We'll have that in a sort of abundance with the variety of different type of player that we've yeah. got. I already spoke about Coxie being different winger. Yeah. I think Pat's a different type of defender than what Tutty is and can play left of a three, can play left back, can play left um, of a two as well. So, um, yeah, it's just getting those relationships and and to have the variety within the squad is, is, yeah. is massive and I think it'll be huge for us moving forward this year. Do you feel starting that pre or post-season, I should say, when the lockdown restrictions were eased back in, was it April? I think you brought the lads all back and the majority of them came back to train. Do you think that's going to benefit you in the long run? Because I don't think many teams did it, did they? No, yeah, I, I hope so. I just, for me, the only reason I've done it, I felt it was a long time yeah. to go from no, nothing. No, no. But literally, I think it was the 23rd of December was the last session that we could get everybody together. We went to Lancet and trained there because I think the pitch was possibly getting done here. Um, that was our last session and then to go from that to then maybe the sixth or whatever or I just felt it was a long time to not do nothing um, so yeah I, hopefully it, it will benefit us but um, we've already seen since we've come back we've had one or two sort of hamstring injuries yeah. as well we picked up a few injuries along the way already so um, I'm hoping that we'll get in over that stage where maybe other teams when they start back and the intensity yeah, of the games, into the season, yeah. yeah they might start picking up theirs and I'm hoping yeah. that we'll be able to manage and get through that but um, yeah my aim's always been to sort of try and get a squad of players together that's ready you know when we do make that push to get into the next level to have a squad ready so we don't have to make wholesale changes and I honestly believe that we're edging closer towards yeah. where I want to be with the squads mm. to do that. Yeah. There's plenty of competition up for the places which will keep the players up on the yeah. times, won't they? So, Definitely, you know. yeah. Like I say, the youngsters that come in as well and then yeah. they're, they're sort of showing in training as well, going, oh, flipping heck, he's done well there. 
So then the player in his position knows, geez, I've got to raise my game. Well, you've seen it in some of the pre-season games. Like, you know, you brought them on, you swapped the team almost completely sort of, what, two-thirds of the way through the match and sort of those youngsters are just showing that they're they're getting near that standard to be pushing other players out. No, it's good, good and good, healthy competition. It keeps, Mm. like, potentially players that have maybe started week in, week out the last few years go flipping out. Look at him coming up behind me and, you know, you've got to... And I think that's helped with the standard of training mm. and the professionalism because everyone knows that they've got to be doing it all the time now. Whenever yeah, they're yeah. in the eye, they've got to be showing yeah. what they're all about. And I think that's, as a manager, you want to get, always want to get to that level. So I'm really happy that we, we're edging yeah. closer towards, towards that, really. Well, I guess an exciting month of games ahead with a certain uh, rivalry on the last uh, last day of August, which we're all looking forward to. And hopefully... Uh, we get what's rightly ours at the end of the season, Adam. No, yeah, hopefully, obviously, it's going to be a real tough ask, and say uh, all the focus will go into tomorrow's mm-hmm. game against Focus, uh, Folkestone. We won't look too far ahead. Obviously, a nice one for the fans to sort of look towards, and um, yeah, I was only the other day looking back on previous meetings and seeing the fan base and stuff there. So it's definitely a game to look forward to. But yeah, we've got you know three big games before then, and we'll be fully focused on. Mm-hmm. You know, getting our levels like we have done in pre-season. Points in the bag. Is is there any teams in the league that you sort of look at and you're going, oh, they could be quite good this season? I, I honestly believe, and I know, I think there's six teams that really? could that will be up there, up there challenging, and yeah. there could be one or two that surprises. Yeah, yeah, that we haven't really heard about too much that could. Well, hopefully we'll be standing there, there well. looking down at them and waving, yeah. you know, by Christmas or something. Yeah, no pressure, but yeah, no, it's good. I think like yeah, yeah. we've the players and and everyone at the club have sort of um, earned that bit of pressure. You know, we have that pressure on us now. Every game, everyone's going to look at Worthing as yeah. a as a big big scalp, and um, you know that's their cup finals yeah that's it but that that sort of pressure is is to be enjoyed really yeah I think that's a good thing yeah it's a good thing they've earned that the players so we look forward to that well the thing is we've only lost what um, three or eight games in three seasons or something yeah if you you go back to 2018 yeah it's like he's got his black book out I know yeah it's like nothing gets past him on commentary all that's forgotten though isn't it when it all kicks off tomorrow so that's all our focus will be now what's been done has been done and now we're fully focused on getting three points I guess we're excited for it you're excited for it and uh, we'll speak to you at the end of August to see uh how the yeah. first month's gone with yeah. those uh, 12 Acc- points. Accident monthly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, monthly. 12 <laughs> points in it for nice. We only did 12 points, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 12 points in four games? Yeah. And, and a cup game, possibly, I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe next yeah. round of cup. But yeah, yeah Adam, thanks, uh, thanks for taking Pleasure, chaps. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. Welcome, Barry. Obviously, season starts tomorrow against Folkestone. Um, hopes and ambitions for the club this season? Oh, well, I think... Uh, we're going in with a huge amount of optimism as a club this year. Why shouldn't we? I mean, I think the last two seasons, I know they've been curtailed or, or, or you know, stunted, but we finished at the top of the league, and I think that the team certainly looks like in pre-season strong. Adam seems to have added to his a, a very strong squad already, um, with a few very very good um, recruits have come into the side, and I think uh, he has to feel very optimistic about things. And then behind the scenes, of course, uh, the club, as you can see, the ground, we've all talked about the ground and the development, I think you've all seen in pre-season, that progress, and I think we're all very pleased with where we are with that. 
Um, and we, as a club behind the scenes, if you like, from a commercial point of view, we're very excited. We've got new commercial director in Dave Cocoraccio and um, uh, a lot more sponsors coming in. A lot have carried on or followed up with another, another year of sponsorship. So, you know, I think the commercial opportunity is good for us. And I think the other thing that we've done, probably people won't know about, uh, the way the club has operated historically is it's been a, almost, it's a tenant to the landlord. So really, our, our, we had a license to occupy this, this site, which meant that we could, as a football club, use the ground on a Tuesday and a Thursday for training, and on a Saturday for games, and on a Sunday as well for the women's team. And, but around the, at all the other bits and pieces, we didn't have any real occupancy rights. So I've worked very hard behind the scenes with George um, as our landlord and we've come to a, an agreement, we've all the deals been signed and we are in a much, much stronger place as a football club with George's support here, whereby the football club now have full licence to, to, to operate the whole site. It's a lease, which means importantly that the, all the bars, uh, the kitchens where historically that income stream would have gone to a landlord, is now all coming into the club football club and I thought that was really important for us to restructure the way in which we, we operate. George was incredibly supportive of that. It means that the football club, although it has operational responsibilities now to, and we're doing a lot behind the scenes with computerising of uh, systems so we know what we sold and information so we can make good decisions, but it also means that the revenue streams can, can come up as well. So a whole host of stuff that we're doing behind the scenes just to make sure that this is not just a football club, but it's, but it's a business as well that can sustain the future. So they're the sorts of things that we're, we're very excited about. Yeah, you've, you've hit me with one there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it sounds like we're ready for the National League. <laughs> well, if you'd asked me that two years ago when I, when I started here with, uh, you know, off the pitch, I think it was very clear we all knew uh, behind the, the scenes that we, were, we needed to catch up with the team on the pitch. I think we are well on the way to doing that, but obviously the team's moved on and got better, so the football club behind the scenes, off the pitch, has got to continue to progress, but there's no doubt we've made huge strides, um, both, as I said, commercially with the ground, but also in the way we structure now as a business. Um, everything is, is ours in terms of what we want to make this asset do for us. So um, we have to feel optimistic about what we can do. Certainly, I think if we went into the league above, if we were able to get there, and it's certainly our intent, um, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to prosper in the league above. So encouraging to hear, because we'll see what goes on on the pitch and what's going on with the players and the team. But to, to know this that's going on behind the scenes yeah. and the way the club is progressing off the pitch, it's just fantastic. Jamie sits us with a bombshell there, hasn't he? Yeah, we've got, we've got an exclusive. <laughs> Rebel Yell exclusive. Rebel, Rebel Yell exclusive. So, um, obviously, we beat Queen's Park Rangers, one of their younger teams, but we had so many youth come on, and obviously players like Deshaun Golding came back and appeared in the first half yesterday. It's just so encouraging. I think anyone in the first team who's got a shirt at the moment must be looking over their shoulder thinking, hold on, we've got these academy players, they're going to be uh, giving them a run for their money. Yeah, no, I, and that's exactly how Adam wants it, I'm sure. Sure. and it's his job and Nathan to get the right strategy and the philosophy through the football in the club 
And um, I, I think we know that the first team squad itself got stronger, but you look, I was here at training last Thursday and you look at the depth we have in the 18s, the 16s, the 15s, it's really, really encouraging. And to, to put a, a squad of, well, basically the lads that started were starters on Saturday, and which was the first team I would, I would say was out last Saturday. And so for them to hold QPR to 2-2 with a five minutes to go and then go and get a winner was brilliant. I mean, we're so proud of the boys and what they've done. QPR, you know, very impressive what we had. I've asked if they can come down again later in the season for a friendly. They, they just thought the set up. The support base, the quality of the uh, young players, the pattern of play, the way in which we play was first class and they'd, they'd like to come back, which is, again, all about building the reputation of Worthing Football Club, isn't it? Yeah. Huge compliments, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so seal of approval. Mm. More than a seal of approval. <laughs> 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 so I have to ask the hard questions. We've had COVID, been terrible lockdown, finances. I know the budget's the same for Adam this season as has been before. What sort of position are we in as a club? Is it, is, it, is it looking good going forward and now we're getting gates? Well, we benefited. We made sure that we didn't overspend during COVID. Um, we had lots of support from grants and from uh, funding local communities, the FA, and we took advantage of all of that, which meant we were able to stay alive through lockdown, which is important. Players got paid through the furlough scheme. Some of our staff did as well. So we, we looked after the club through furlough, through the COVID-19 period, and we come out of it with having had the time to regroup, bring in the commercial team, and start to think about all the new revenue streams that we might be able to introduce with the new structure I've just mentioned to you and the way we structured here. We're able to then put a budget together which was much more robust than perhaps one we've been able to put together in the past from a revenue point of view. That, hasn't, that extra revenue that we forecast to come into the club doesn't mean we've got more to spend, but it does mean we can now rely on our own um, efforts and, and work within our own means, which is important for me for stage one. Um, and I, th I would say we're in, that's the shape we're in. The budget says we're going to be making sure that the revenue streams are enough to, to cover our overheads. And that's the, a key step for this football club. Um, lots of football clubs won't necessarily be in that position, but we would expect to be. And we've got a finance director in Chris, that I, Chris Salt that we brought in who will absolutely um, police that for us and make sure that we, we do work within our means. So I think we're in a good shape. I, I wouldn't be pessimistic, I'd be feeling optimistic. What we need, we need to do now is just try and get that promotion and then benefit from more crowds and more revenues coming in which you can re reinvest back into the squads. Yeah, I think as fans, we're all pretty op optimistic for the season ahead. Like I say, we, what we've seen on the pitch in pre-season, we've only lost the one game to Brighton. I didn't think necessarily we deserved to lose. We had Tombridge, we had Welling. Now we've had a QPR team. No mugs by any stretch of imagination. We've done well against them. When you look at that, you look at it and you think, you know what, we've got a real good chance this season. But speaking to Adam on the podcast earlier, he was saying there's probably five or six teams up there. Would you agree with that? There's always, a, there's always teams that are going to get better. We, even to, to, if we stood still as a squad, we probably would have been caught up. So he's, he's definitely made sure we, we're not standing still. But um, I, I think that the bigger challenge and the one that everybody has to really acknowledge is, is expectation. We went into the last two seasons with a low expectation or mid-expectation mid, mid and we overachieved. I think now, I wouldn't say targets are on our back, but I think we're the team to beat in mm. the league. And I just hope people are going to be patient with the team because it's not always going to be as straightforward perhaps as it might have been in previous seasons. Um, squads are going to get better. 
pressure's going to be on us. We're the team that they all want to beat. And, and we're the bookies' favourites at 9-2. to two. Are we? Yes. Well, <laughs> I forget to away from that for obvious reasons. But, but, that, but that's exactly the point. People mm. you know, will be looking at us and thinking, Worthing's the standard this year. That's the benchmark. Yeah. And it's, it's our cup final. That's what other clubs will be it's, thinking. It, it's their cup final. So it's going to take one hell of a lot of patience, not just from the managers, the players, the committee, but also the support team, the support-based supporters and, and uh, the guys that go and watch a game week in, week out. Everybody's got to be patient this season. Uh, it's, it's hopefully going to be 42 games and hopefully at the end of that we'll be at the top or in a position to go into the playoffs and go through that way. But that's certainly our ambition, but it's definitely going to be a different season to the one we've experienced in the last couple of years. I have ranted about this and I'm fed up of ranting about it because it really does annoy me. The Isthmian League have said a few weeks ago they're, they're putting feelers out to the Isthmian clubs to see if there is an interruption, if something goes drastically wrong and we get in a position where it's games are postponed or whatever because of Covid, which way clubs want to go? Would you prefer it that something that the Isthmian League should have sorted as, as they've had time to do this, to say, right, these are the rules at the start of the season. If it has to be stopped, then we're going to go points per game or, or whatever or come up with a scenario instead of asking the clubs what their opinion is because obviously they're going to get 20 odd different opinions yeah so we've, we've been invited by the league to to a proposals that they've given us they have given us um scenarios which you know can vary depending on the circumstance and it is quite difficult to predict so many different scenarios here so i kind of i don't envy them the task here but, but the one thing we have said to them is remove the opportunity for your interpretation of what things should be. Write everything down. Let's all understand exactly where we stand before we go into this. Yeah. And even if we all disagree with whether it's a points per game or something else, at least we know what the rules are. Exactly. Yeah, I don't like the idea of someone halfway through the year having to make a decision and they sit down with a few people that may or may not have their own interests at heart. Um, or might be slightly conflicted or even have no interest but because of that are indifferent. We need to know what those rules and how things are going to be decided before we go into the season and that's the letter we sent back to the, uh, to the league. Yeah. I, haven't had a back, I haven't had a response back to that but that's exactly what we at the club have said. Yeah, I, I just feel it's put sort of clubs on the back foot because, and there could be a scenario where you know a team gets a few injuries. I don't want to say that there's dishonest teams out there or anything, but there's always that likelihood that people say, "Oh, I've, we've got players so far slated when they've had a few injuries or whatever to avoid a fixture, a, a bit of uh, what would you call it, gamesmanship games going on." Well, <laughs> I, I can see how people could see that. I, I obviously would want to comment. I, you know, it'd be far for me to suggest that might happen from other clubs. But I do think that there are scenarios that can be predicted and I think there should be solutions given to those different scenarios mm. and it should be in black and white and clear so that we all know what will happen if A, B and C occurs. Yeah. I'm not sure that's yet where they are and that's what we've asked for. Thank you very much for your time. No, it's fine. I'm looking forward to the season. It's great, as I said, to be catching up with you again. And uh, I think one of the things we will do as a club going forward is start to really start benchmarking teams in the leagues above so we can start doing things and practice things that maybe we haven't been used to in the past as well which is exciting brilliant Barry thank you very much mate thanks for your time thanks for opening this is the Rebel Yell podcast thanks to Barry and Hinch there for speaking to us and taking their time Um, gents that pretty much wraps up all the interviews for the Rebel Yell podcast the first one of the season very action-packed first one. It's going to be like that all the time. So, Spencer, we will be kicking you. Uh, well, not we won't be kicking you. We'll be uh, dragging you along, kicking and screaming every week to help with all the stuff we do. And 
I'm sure you're going to enjoy doing it as uh, as you already suggested the second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk to my agent. Uh, who, who's that, Gina? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll put her in the VIP box for the women's games in front of the booth. So yeah, I think that that's a that's a good compromise, isn't it? What are we looking forward to this season? Promotion. Apart from that, we obviously what I mean. I'm looking forward to having a full season of football. Hopefully, well, that would go a long way towards helping towards promotion. <laughs> that, 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 that that would be quite helpful, wouldn't it? It would do. I mean, <laughs> but then again, we might they might end up using the null and void and the <laughs> what was well, it? Perhaps, what was the last one called? Postponed season. What, what did they use? The I don't know. Yeah, it was, I don't know. Well, but yeah, it was um exp- no not expunged. expunged. Yeah, expunged. No, they didn't expunged. use that. They used something else. Yeah, but wasn't there a technicality that those results are still sort of sitting on the record? Mm. Yeah, those are, yeah, that's why they used and to could, different, and they, they could be they could be they could be used. Yeah, but there's still there's, with any yeah, results. But there's still a possibility that they could go back to the non and void season if anything happens this season. Well, so can you imagine? this is this is this is what winds me up with the people Oh above. no, you set them off. Yeah, you set me off there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go and make a cup of tea. Basically, <laughs> what are we? Season starts tomorrow. And basically, they put a, something out to the clubs a few weeks ago saying, if anything happens, which option do you prefer? And it's like, well, what? Haven't you, haven't you sat down what, all this time? We've had no football and discussed what to do. Instead of going for all different clubs' opinions, all the clubs are going to have different opinions. So it's down to the board, as far as I'm concerned, to make a decision and say, before you start tomorrow, these are the rules. So everybody mm. knows what's going to happen yep. if anything how about, goes drastically wrong. How about the league sit down? It's your league. You tell the clubs what the rules are. That's what the FA do every season, isn't it? Well, we also know some people that wouldn't want us to be promoted. I'm not going to name any names for slander, but uh, yeah, just needs some some leadership. Yeah, which we haven't seen. It's not much something of you get much nowadays, is it? No, we can't. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think as as Pete quite rightly said on another podcast he partakes in uh, that. Um, you know, they, they need to stop. They need to actually earn their titles rather than sitting there and enjoying the hospitality of these games. And you know, from the league, they need to go and earn their titles of chairman and the board of the leagues we play in and make a decision rather than sitting there let hover it, it's destroying the fans we all know how much and you know how and to be fair we've we've all we've all got over it now because we're about to partake in a new season but you know we we all know mentally and with everything that went on that that sort of having that lumbering over us not knowing what's going to happen and all of a sudden it's saying the season's null and void and the hard work that we did was just so unfair and unjust. And you do think if, if the worst came to worst and we don't reach promotion this season, I think the club's in a great place, but you just feel it's so unfair because we could, we should have rightly been promoted. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just, you know, what example does it set for non-league football generally moving forwards? That's it. Um, And most, most clubs on the null and void season have played over 70% of their games. So, and, and the FA wanted to, equal the leagues now the national league south are a club short they are a club short so every weekend that's a team in that league gets the weekend off and it's just like well, it's just ri- ridiculous really so it's costing those teams money because obviously they're getting a Saturday off every week um mm. so yeah doesn't they had an ideal opportunity to level up the league you know it wouldn't have been ideal but we'd have lived with it 
Mm-hmm. But anyway, to go back to James's original question, what we're we looking forward to this season, to wind it back in and make it all a bit more positive. <laughs> there you go. We, see, see, Pete, this is why we need a third person to stop us going off on a tangent. We need the sort of judge and jury there to wheel us back in and get our collars back and pull we're us looking, back into the room. We're looking, we're looking forward to entertaining football, visiting some new grounds, banter, Bogner. some good songs, Bogner, home and away. Banter, good songs, go. Bogner. And some good there beer. There we go. And some good and what? Some good beer. And some good, good beer. beer. Good beer. <laughs> yeah, and, and Pete's mics to be working properly for the commentary so he doesn't get abuse. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. For those it, will be, back, it, will, it will be sorted. It will be. I mean, I, guys, guys I'm, I mean, I'm really, really looking forward to that first bank holiday weekend game against Bogner. I know we've got some exciting fixtures, but if we have some nice weather, August bank holiday, we all know what happened last time. And it was just the most amazing atmosphere and one of the best matches I've seen in the red. And I just hope we can do that again. I mean, it's going to be a great atmosphere, whatever. But and then yeah. hopefully we can make this yeah. official this time, because I know their their commentator from Rocks Radio so it seems to publicize the fact that we're not um we haven't beaten them since 99 or whatever and uh actually you'll find we have mate because one of them was only expunged or whatever it was so we've at least beaten you once yeah but we can pull it out of question in three weeks yeah two three nils mm. i'm i'm going in a four this time i think we deserve a fourth goal i think um but I am looking forward. I'm looking forward to the Horsham games because I think they bring, you know, it's sort of like a new local derby that we've never really been able to set off for the season because we've only really played them once in this league. We played them once in the Sussex Cup and once in the league before the season was taken away. So that should be a start of a new rivalry. And some of the clubs, I mean, I, I, despite despite the fact it was a, a long old journey, the, the Brightling see away day on that long coach, but the atmosphere on the way back and some of these away days and the fact the coach service is back in business again, which is good. Uh, sold out for the first game against Folkestone tomorrow, which is brilliant. Enjoying, looking forward to doing this with you gentlemen and loads more, building the season and actually have, making some memories and hopefully at the end of the season, a live podcast on the pitch when we uh, have the player of the year ceremony or something like that with the trophy in the hands. Yeah, no, get, I'll take that. Am I getting ahead yeah, of myself? Yeah. No, 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 not at all. Got to think positive. Got to think positive. I'm looking forward to actually saying that before we go. I really hope we get some sort of cup run just for a bit more like money. And, you know, you see teams that happened this season with Marine and everything like that. I think that was a great experience for the club. And I'd love to see that at Woodside Road. Hey, imagine getting bogged there. Well, in the FA Cup third round. With a third round. With, with a trip third to round, uh, With a trip to Old Trafford uh, in, in the pot for the end. Imagine that. No, no, get get getting Bogner in their first draw for the FA Cup. I think that would be a heck of a day. They'd have to put that on the TV, surely. You think Pete might actually get pinched for um, BBC? You never know. Like he was for the Dorking game. Maybe we'll see him on match of the day with Gaza in the corner. Gaza Lineker. That'd be a good thing to see. I mean, he's been tightening up his CV, don't you know, Spence? So we've got to be careful and bugger off to the BBC before we know it. Yeah, BBC Sussex. Yeah, yeah. Not, this not, is... a, not a chance. I love Worthington. <laughs> he does. He does. That That's that's without question. But gentlemen, uh, thank you for um, tonight and uh, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow at the Folkestone game. If you want to get in touch with us, Rebel Yell WFCSA on Twitter and socials. <laughs> Instagram membership for the Sports Association is still available at £5 for the whole season. We've kept it at a low rate. 
family ticket of four for 15. There's no badges or anything this season, but you do get a personalised membership card and it's just to help support the coffers of the club. And uh, we kept it this due to COVID. So please do see the ladies at the desk before games or there is information on the notice board in the clubhouse. Thanks again to the sponsors, Nature's Health Fox and MK Window Cleaning for supporting us once again. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do this and they've really helped us. And we really look forward to bringing you the service of the podcast and the commentary throughout the season. Pete's raring to go tomorrow for Folkestone away. Yeah. And um, Spencer, it's our goal to get you on there one time. You're on the podcast now, so you've got to do it. Yeah, maybe the ones. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say, when people sign up to Supporters Association, like you say, it's only a fiver for the season. If they quote Rebel Yell, tell them to say it was, you heard it on Rebel Yell. And then we, when we ask them, James, for some more equipment, they might give us some money. There you go. Very good idea, Pete. Stay safe this month we look forward to coming to you at the beginning of september for a review of the first few games of the season look after yourselves stay safe and see you down woodside home and away mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market